get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 97th episode of the What Up Though podcast. And we got, uh, Jeff, would you let, was you here last week? No. Yeah. No. That was last week, wasn't it? No, you just stopped by Friday, but it wasn't during a podcast. Oh, right, oh, right, yeah, right, just, right. Nah, podcast. Okay, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, that wasn't a podcast. No, that was, was telling to stop by. Yeah. And then he dipped, um. And so forth. So yeah, we got we got Jeff from our cigar group, and we got Steve here. Uh, thanks for coming out. Appreciate y'all having me through. How'd you? Uh, how are you enjoying your your trip back to the to the motherland, Detroit? <laughs> it, it feel weird, man. Like it's uh, it's cool seeing everybody you grew up at, but at the same time, it's still kind of sad. Cause like we was talking about earlier, man. Like mm-hmm. driving by my house that I grew up in, it's just, it's trash now. So. And it's, so, just a recap, since we were talking, we went on the podcast. How long have you been gone from uh, from Michigan? I've been out of Detroit and Michigan in general for like the last seven, almost eight years now. Damn, Moved to Alabama like, for about two or three. Hated that. And then um, I'm out in Arizona, outside of Phoenix right now. So, what was the pluses? Uh, we can get to everything up, but what what was the pluses of Alabama? Like, is there anything good to come out of and what, in the city you were in? So if you have a family for the, oh well I was living in Huntsville Alabama, um, if you have a family and you're kind of established and you're not really trying to grow out and have parties and all that other fun shit, it's it's not a bad city. There's not a lot to do for uh, individuals who are looking to date and are just single. Uh, so from that perspective, there was no pluses. However, Huntsville is northern Alabama, so it's 45 minutes to Nashville, which isn't bad. <coughs> And then it's a three-hour drive to Atlanta, and I would literally make that drive every weekend. Damn, that's real. I did that when I was living in California. I was about two hours north of LA. Yeah, I went to LA slash Hollywood pretty regularly. So it's just crazy living, yeah. you know, living in Detroit where you don't really have to go nowhere to do shit, you know, unless you know if you do want to go out, you'd make the four-hour drive to Chicago yeah. or some shit like that, or for some odd really reason you want to go to Cleveland, you would make that drive or some shit like that. But <laughs> if you want to punish yourself for what you did, drive to the state of Ohio. <laughs> So, I might have been a Nazi my past life. Let me go vacation in Cleveland. I cringe every time I cross the border because my wife's from Ohio and I go to go to Columbus. I, I, I won't even say the state name. I'll just say that state below that state, Michigan, the yeah. one that's under us. <laughs> yeah, so, cool. uh, no, nah, it's cool. But living in Arizona, man, is is much better. There's more stuff to do, and then you're only a four hour drive from uh Vegas. Vegas, yeah. you're like a four hour drive from San Diego. Have y'all done the Vegas drive? Yeah, I did the Vegas drive a couple times. Actually, we went out with him. For Vegas, um, him will be Mike. Him is That's Mike. me, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. That's and um, yeah, that's me, nigga. Hey, I'm just, that was just clarification for the listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, the theoretical motherfuckers that's listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny when we first started, you know, doing a podcast, and that's my first time of like doing anything audio, I guess, radio, and 
you realize that people don't get your hand gestures or your facial expressions and shit. And, you know, you point like, yeah, some of them be like, what, what, what are you pointing at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is another reason I don't really email y'all too many questions either. Because it's like nobody, I mean, maybe Mike might get where I'm coming from because he's known me so long and get my tone through an email. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. if he's just reading the email verbatim, somebody be like, oh, that dude's a fucking dick. And really, I didn't mean it like that. I might have meant it sarcastically or whatever the case may be, but... Yeah, I, I could definitely definitely get that. You know, tone is definitely. And I, I think I think that's what you know, uh, like Facebook and Twitter and things like that. You can't really tell people's tone unless you actually really know them. Like for people, some people I, I enjoy meeting some people on Twitter. So when I actually do see their tweets, I can like hear it and I can like kind of making. You know, is this really like a they bullshitting or they serious or they being funny yeah. or whatever the case? So yeah, I could I could definitely understand that. But yeah. But, you know, we got a lot of people like, you know, Jeff, he does YouTube videos to us or the guy, um, Baylor, the great, he sends us videos. So definitely, you know, if you ever want to send a video or something or, or just audio, you know, it's definitely I, cool. I, I, I might do the kick. audio when the uh, the Lions season kicks in. I know Mike has brought that up months. before. Yeah, well, yeah. well you know, actually, like no. Preseason starts next month, uh, like middle of next month, I think. Preseason. Nah. No, oh yeah, no, this is July. I mean, we're in July, yeah, yeah right, right. Damn, that's crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's dope, though. I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your time. How long are you here? Uh, I'm here till next Monday, so I took like a ten day vacation. What? So uh, explain who the fuck you are. on the street. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, so um, who the fuck you are. I am Mike's friend. Me and Mike have been friends since like ninth grade. Uh, we even had an apartment together few years ago before i left the state back out in westland so we've been we've been really good friends for a long time i was in his wedding he was in my wedding indeed um kids call each other cousins nephews all that other fun shit yep yep and then um it's just a group of us this, you know how you got your real your core group of friends right right that's yeah that's my core group exactly. so we haven't had any others on the podcast yet we've had a lot of people who i've met through otis and like uh uh chris who I'm not Chris ain't been really been on. He's been on it, but like not where anybody who know I'm talking about. But I know Chris from high school. But maybe most of our guests have been people who I know through Otis, like his his people. But, so Steve, but, Kellen, first one really but they know been. what Kellen, the guest we had last week. That's Chris' brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Steve, the first person we've had on, has kind of been from my circle. Right. right so right. Yeah. And that's so. funny because like Kellen, I met him in high school, and we've been on each other since ninth grade. Uh, like we met in a third hour class and been knowing him. so you know I guess it's similar as far as like years of knowing him. Yeah. And oh well, no, oh actually we know uh, we have my boy Larry on though oh, at one time though. Well, shit, what about a uh, 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 aviator? Oh yeah 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 oh, yeah Jay, we had Jay yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah Jay. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't yeah. think of Jay's name. I'm like, uh, aviator. <laughs> yeah him. <laughs> yeah we had Jay on. Yeah he spent that live ass freestyle and shit. Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah we had Larry on. That was a that was a interesting get because i i larry showing up was kind of kind of random larry don't really get out like that but yeah uh yeah we had larry on but yeah steve's uh uh one of the the closer friends that we've had that i've had on it and you know for me anyway so yeah um yeah it's good to have him on he's in from out of town so should be a good uh good uh episode yeah we was hoping that you know you would be able to come on just because you know when people come in town it's hard to get away to do the shit you want to do yeah, you know exactly. it's like you know i always have friends that finally come in town and 
it's like you have a the shitload of people who want to see you and the things you want to do. See, I made and, that I made that shit clear before we even got out here. I was like, look, these I are think the days. I, saw you, I think you did a post about. Yeah, that I was like, these are these are the days I'm gonna see certain people, <laughs> and if you ain't included in that day, you can. Uh, this is where I'm at. You can come see me, but I'm not driving all around the city. That's I'm not, real. Yeah, I'm not wasting my vacation time to come chase you. All right. That's real as hell. So, I mean, we out here for the first time. My wife's never been out here. Um, just how's, had she, a kid. how's she liking it so far? She liking it so far. Um, her and I, like I said, we're going to have a serious conversation when we get back about <laughs> possibly relocating back out here. Because she's, she's originally from Arizona. So, for her, seeing all the trees and all the green shit, she's absolutely See, I think you don't got grass and shit, right? Not really, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. I went to Vegas for the first time uh, probably about five years ago and my stepdad he, he was living there at the time and we put up to his house and it's, it's just like rocks with like decorative smaller rocks and, shit. and yeah. shit like yeah what the <laughs> fucking grass and shit like nobody i think i seen like two hey, why three, is this whole city built out of clay yeah i think i seen like <laughs> two two or three houses in a little subdivision they had like a eight by 12 thing of grass, grass or some yeah. shit like that was probably side put there like you know that shit didn't just grow. It is side for the most part yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah it had to be like it, and it was like i'm thinking like who the fuck bringing their own whole ass lawnmower just for that shit like that just seems crazy i would just wouldn't have grass honestly man i, <laughs> I like it but at the same time it's kind of a pain to ask because you start getting the weeds through there then you got to go through by hand and start picking that so it's uh, it's a pain in the ass when it comes to that, but overall, it's, it's nice, man. And he got to deal with scorpions. I done been stoned twice. It ain't that bad. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Now I always and and being just in my ignorant stage, I before I knew, I always thought that scorpions were like totally deadly and venomous. I did and, too. So and you know you get you having your, you know you'll come to Jesus moment like all right I'm about this bitch like oh no see you you, you got that right because like when the first time I got stung I still was in that ignorant phase so I, I'm walking on the back porch barefoot and it was outside and it got me in the foot. So I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like oh shit I'm about to die. This is it. This is how it goes down. And then thankfully it was like a hospital maybe like less than a mile from the house. So went to the hospital, got in there. I'm freaking out, like I'm about to die. Like y'all need to give me anti venom. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> like my life is worth more than this. <laughs> and uh, they was like, well, "What happened?" I was like, "I got stung by a scorpion. And I killed it. Here it is." And they looked. He's like, "Man, you brought the body with you, like <laughs> this one." Yeah, like, like, yeah, I need, like I need the right anti venom. Like I'm trying to live. Fuck this. <laughs> and then um, they looked at me. Looked. It was like, "All right, well, you good? Just sit down for a minute." <laughs> and then like five minutes later I'm in the back I'm still freaking out they're like well, are you experiencing any pain I'm like yeah this shit hurts like I'm here for a reason I'm like yeah well take an aspirin and keep your foot up and you know pour some robitussin on it <laughs> basically <laughs> so, so is it, it, it is if you don't have an allergic reaction like within the first half hour or so you're good so you're gonna it, experience pain and discomfort with that so is it like it. the equivalent of getting stung by a bee then basically really it depends on the scorpion though so I'm not gonna say it's every scorpion he's like the phobias so the majority of the scorpions you'll find in like and these are gonna be in like the newer communities because they're still developing and all that shit okay so be like the little bark scorpions so like I think I posted like a few photos on my Facebook or maybe Twitter where I yeah. show videos or photos of scorpions in my house and it's a little kind of like opaque colored ones okay yeah yeah and that, that's the ones I've seen yeah and them the ones that sting you isn't it's not that bad the emperor scorpions hey they're called emperors right right it's, right. A, it's ball game i don't give a fuck no. yeah, you know hey it's called an emperor though i personally ain't never I seen one immediately <laughs> i personally never seen one outside of the pet stores that i worked at back in the day 
But um, they might have them like in when you go hiking in the mountains and shit. No, it's all like type of shit so out there. So many fucking questions, but it's like, I mean, is it? I mean, they're they're pretty small, but they're not that small. You know, like, is it just like coming through like a crack in the door? Like how like scorpions so get? So what I found out is when we started getting our house sprayed, um, the dude told me you got you know it's palm trees. Uh-huh. So a lot of them they can live in the palm trees. If you have a palm tree above your your roof. They can fall from the tree onto your roof and then come down the house that way. Oh, okay. And then you got the cracks and shit like that, and just you gotta like outdoor shit to to live out in Phoenix. It's it's a beautiful city. I like it. It's clean as fuck. I've never seen a city so goddamn clean in my life. Man, and the roads. Like even even the hood. Like when I first got out there, so I I guess South Phoenix used to be really bad back in the day, and they went through their whole gentrification phase where they got all the niggas out and all the Latinos out, and they getting everybody (laughs) else back in now. But uh, <laughs> sound fucked up. It is fucked, right. but it's just the truth. It's that's so much better now. They got niggas out in the <laughs> Latinos, and that's that's what they've been doing. Well, they niggas too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like that's that's what they've been doing, and I mean that's what they're doing here now too as well. But true. Um, you know they like South Phoenix, South Phoenix. This I'm driving around looking. I'm like, this shit is nice. Like we sh- we should buy a house here. And everybody looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. I'm like, well, where I'm from, like, nigga, this would be the suburbs. Like, this shit don't look like it do back in Detroit. So, it took me a while to get used to that. But, nah, man, it's it's nice. I like it out there. I would still move back just because I got more family out here. But... Home like, is home, dog. True. How do you think it'd be an adjustment with your wife being that she's, you know, has she only lived there? She's only lived there. She, uh, okay. before we got married, she had talked about, and we had talked about collectively, like, moving out of the state because I've done it on two different occasions now so to me it's not as big as the deal as it used to be but i know for her it's something she's thought about um so we'll we'll discuss and we'll figure out what's best for our family but i know michigan's gonna be an option um we've discussed colorado because uh educationally i know they're they're up there now okay. since they ever since they legalized all that shit their education system they got mad they money for money. it they got mad yeah money. Mad, mad money from weed and then um we both like austin texas okay so we we also gonna look at austin I, I relate all those places to uh, shit that I've seen on Man vs. Food. I was like, man, De- uh, I saw Man vs. Food. Like, that Dem- Denver got the shit, dog. Like, he's talking about Texas. Texas got the shit. Dude, dude. I got mad places yeah, saved me, in my phone. Me and the wife, we, we, <laughs> think about, we think about places to visit based on uh, diners, drives, and dine ins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we was going to plan initially when we planned our honeymoon, we were planning to go to Cali and just rent a car and just go to all the places that we wanted to go to but it didn't work out initially so now we're thinking uh we're go- we're trying to go to uh, uh niagara falls in october and we're there from like thursday to saturday and we're thinking about driving to buffalo and going to like a like couple of like the the places we saw on the show and, shit. Yeah. and then yep. just, you know yeah we, that's how we play we plan our trips now based on food places and shit. Ain't nothing yeah wrong major that. key alert dog you nah, got for real you gotta, you gotta so, plan them based on the food spots so especially them like them like low-key you know not no no high level food places you go in and you eating outside and shit or you gotta go back to the car like shit that shit's great for me so. that is the cool part about living a few different places because i know they did something about uh alabama a while ago on one of them food shows and they was talking about like the white barbecue sauce, and my I've ass lit up. That, I was like, "Hey, that shit's fucking delicious!" And I'm telling my wife about it and all this other shit, and that shit is good though. You know what the base oh, of it is? Because I mean, it's white, so it's I don't mayonnaise. Know. Really? Okay. okay. Base of base of it is uh, dead black kids' blood. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm I'm good. I'm chilling. I was gonna say Alfredo sauce. 
I mean, it is Alabama. They still burning burning crosses right across that Tennessee border. So yeah, I don't know if I can fuck with white barbecue sauce, man. I don't know. I don't know. I thought yeah. that shit too. That shit is fucking delicious. That, I mean, I, don't I know. The I Mike started, Brown barbecue sauce. That and got, shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I thought you were chilling. I was gonna say for right now, where I think this podcast is gonna end up yeah, going that's, eventually. That's chilling. Yeah, I'm chilling at the moment. <laughs> I uh the oh, the one. And it's not even prepared, but it's in my soul. I know yeah. it's coming. The one pizza place I like now, the Mod Pizza. I don't know if you got if y'all yeah, have Mod. They got them so, up there, and they uh they had, they give a white sauce option just for pizza. And I only bring it because uh I'm at the point now with tomato sauce like fucks with me, acid reflux and stuff. So I can't eat a lot of like tomato sauce and shit. So I man, use that, that as an alternative, and it works. Like I mean, it, it's great. I don't have to, man. Because I when I first started experiencing acid reflux. Man, I didn't know what my fucking body was going through. I just felt like this burning in my throat and shit, and I it felt like I had to I had to throw up, but wouldn't much come out. But I was still had this like crazy burning in my throat and shit, and all mm. in my chest, and Damn. that shit ain't no joke. So the, yeah, having the the white sauce option, it works great. I mean, I, I definitely had you know regular pizza, you know, whenever, but it's definitely in like small measures and shit as opposed to so Ooh. yeah. I don't know. So yeah, um, so sauce. yeah, it's actually yeah, it's pretty dope though, pretty dope. You got to try mod; it's pretty cool. I, I do plan on trying it. I've seen it, and I haven't, I haven't stopped there, but I do plan on trying it. So, um, we got emails, right? We do. Um, so Garden Out forbid us from uh, playing hers on the uh, podcast, but I mean, we'll talk about it later, and later being probably a future podcast because. I was listening to it and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't really know what's going on here. It was a lot to digest. Yeah, it was oh, a lot yeah. to digest. But um, uh, she is caught up, and I think that we'll probably get a substantial amount of future voicemails from her. So uh, we can save that conversation for another time. But shout out to her for getting caught up and right, right, finally and, get uh, getting back involved because we had a smooth few months where we didn't hear shit yeah, we didn't her. hear nothing. It was like, okay, well, I guess you don't fuck with us no more. No, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, she's back. Yeah, she's back. So um, I'm gonna play this one from Baylor, and then um, we got a a written email from Tony who was on a podcast last week. But actually, I don't think I'm gonna read that Which at one? the time. The one from Tony because it's gonna play into a topic later because he asked about like it, yeah it, I'm, I'm it, looking I, I signed in so I'm, I'm looking at it now yeah, we it, can, it plays we, can the whole, it, we can read it if you want during that yeah, segment we can, uh, exactly yeah, yeah we can so read it during cool. that segment so uh, let's see what Baylor is talking about and maybe they can help us transition into that segment so let's see what he's talking about and yeah so look what up though so real quick I don't wanna I don't wanna hold y'all time but look my nigga it's just certain things in life that that just makes me believe that Jesus is on his way back even like he's like closer like down the street closer right and that's when niggas like bradley bill this nigga washington gives this nigga 100 first of all your name combination is fucked off okay this nigga gets 133 million don't even make the playoffs with the nigga okay you fast forward okay this nigga mike Conley, memphis gave this nigga 153 this is the same nigga who had he had a he had a fedangle eye socket, right? He has permanent tunnel vision out of that eye socket. They gave this nigga 153. Meanwhile, the two-time MVP, back-to-back final appearances, uh, Steph Curry. This nigga is getting 
This this nigga is making minimum wage. <laughs> like I don't get it. This nigga, his contract is lined up with SSI checks, and the rest of these motherfuckers is cashing out. <laughs> we go now. We talking about my Lakers. We go up in here and cruise the uh, the free agency list. You know, we for dangling alone. And we can't even, my nigga, we look at DeRozan. My nigga, he's a hometown kid from Compton. You cannot pitch the same bullshit that you've been pitching since 76. Oh, well, we got Venice Beach. We got Sunset. <laughs> Niggas don't care about that shit no more. And he already been there. He was born out here. You messed up on the PG-13 uh, PG trade. Because guess what? That nigga's from out here, too. So you can't keep pitching the same shit. If you're going to do anything, my nigga, if you learn from anything, give them niggas some strippers, some white chicks who sniff cocaine that won't <laughs> overdose and won't pass out. That's how you're going to lure niggas to L.A. now. And movie and, and movie roles. That's what it is. White chicks, white drugs, movie roles. That's, why, that's how you're going to get niggas, okay? Now, moving on. Niggas is out there getting niggas. Meanwhile, let me say, first of all, this is why we miss Kobe. I miss Kobe like I miss Pop. Okay, you want to know why? Because we bypassed Batum, DeRozan, plucked off the PG-13 trade, and then what? Oh, well, let's let's, let's open up our wallet and give 65 mil to Mozgov. <laughs> How? How you do that? Why you do that? There's some fucked up shit in the world. I don't know what I don't. What you want me to do? What you want? So shit like this makes me go swimming twice a day with my kids. I hold their hand, like, cause he keeps me sane. Because we out there talking about, oh well, is that Mozgov? Fuck you, me. Look, bro, I'm on my way home. Uh, about to go watch like four episodes of Orange Is the New Black. You know what I'm saying? So. Probably go give me some wine, drink me some wine. That, that wine get. Hey, let me tell you. First of all, tell the nigga Tony that that wine, man, that shit how you feeling, man. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Big old ego is already lead, dog. I love that nigga. I love his fucking voicemails, dog. This is be funny as fuck, man. <laughs> man, yeah. that's hilarious. So I mean I guess I guess that's a great way to segue into the KD shit, dog. I mean he talked about all the other shit, but I mean the main story is the KD shit, man. So let's get into uh Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors, man. Let's let's just uh I say let's just go around and give opinions. And I mean Steve, you're gonna have to pass the mic to Jeff yeah, yeah. to um to get his opinion on it. But like let's just start <laughs> with let's just start with O and we'll work our way around and talk about what y'all think about KD signing with the Warriors? I don't think shit was wrong with it. I mean, I think the the, the biggest opinion that I've seen is, you know, like I've seen so many so many people call that man weak as being a star player leaving to go to a star team, but it's not the fucking first time this shit has happened. And what what really irks me is that in general we allow the machine machine being 
owners and things of that nature. They trade players all the time, building their franchise and things like that. But then you get a player who actually wants to like choose his destiny and go somewhere, and it's like automatic a problem. I just don't. I, I don't live. I think I'm just. You know, I was had an argument. I shouldn't say argument. A guy, and we were just going back and forth with our opinions, and he was like, I just, you know, I. I think he told me he think I just think too logically about it, and I think it is. It's like if the dude want to fucking leave and he go into a fucking team, let the fucking dude go. Like, oh, I, but, but just to in, interject, there's no such thing as too logically. I just continue. Said, I just yeah, I just <laughs> said that's what he called it. But I, I mean that, and I think that's my. I, I don't I don't have a fanatic view of of staying with a team and building a dynasty and. You know, being there and then the championship happens, you get more credit than if your championship happens if you build the fucking team. I I just don't see that, man. And and it's been countless guys that on left teams or demanded trades in our history. You know, going back from fucking Elgin Baylor to fucking, you know, even fucking Will Chamberlain demanded a fucking trade. You know, Moses Malone, Kobe demanded a fucking trade. He just didn't get it, you know what I'm saying? To I was I had I was looking it up because I was curious. Um, fucking Clyde Drexler demanded a fucking trade. Like because the shit doesn't happen doesn't mean that this it, it it's not valid. Like you had all these players, and then you know I had a guy tell me, you know, uh, you know, I guess my my one of my questions when I was arguing with the guy was like, you know, what happens when you know. The team doesn't supply you with the people. You know, Durant was there for like what eight years or some shit, seven years, and what does it happen? The guy was like retire with honor, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like did did Iverson retire with honor or do are we are we acknowledging his his honor of not winning a championship? Although he went to multiple teams, or like a Charles Barkley or a Reggie Miller or Carl Malone, like the motherfuckers are losers. When it comes to this shit. And, and they didn't win a championship, so they're not... No one puts them on a, this great pedestal of being a champion. And, and if you win, if you don't win, you don't get it. So, the Jordans, the... You know, all of these... The, the you know... Uh, um, most of the Spurs players, because they've all been there for like 30 years and shit. You know, it's like, nah, fuck that. If you want to leave, I say go. You know, I mean, if you would have... If you would have stayed there and then they traded off fucking uh, Westbrook and then you have like no fucking team. Now what? You know, it's like you just you're not going to win anyway. You know, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't agree with the the whole thing of just staying with a team because it's business. If they trade you, then it's like, oh, it's cool because he traded you. But now you choose your own destiny and go somewhere. And now it's like, you know, you weak. I've seen so many people calling that man weak. Like, fuck it. I'll be a weak ass 52 million two year fucking player, dog. Like, call me that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't follow sports, so I don't have a dog. I don't have a bone in that fight. Where you? You take the mic then, nigga. I dog. said it was going to be short, dog. I said that shit. I said it. He handed it to me, so I took it. All I can say is I hope they make their money, and I hate framing their autographs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Denzel Valentine? He's oh. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> That's valid. Nah. I guess my thing is, man, like, I'm still a tagline for my fraternity. It, all these players nowadays, man, they they building their own tradition. They're not really resting upon what it was. 
So like you got our generation, we grew up with Jordan, Magic, Bird, Thomas. Thomas was the best of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's what we used to. That's what we accustomed to. This is a completely different generation now, man. So everybody's expecting, and I'm so fucking tired of the Jordan comparisons with every goddamn great player. Like you can't just be great in your own right. It's got to be oh well, Jordan did this, Jordan did that. Like, as far as I know, nigga, Jordan built this garage we sitting in right now. Jordan built this man new house he about to get. I mean, yeah, all this type is of shit. The garage is the what up those studio. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's the studio, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm really tired of the old school comparisons. Like it's a, it's a completely different generation. And then, like to piggyback off what you just said, I guess they, they control this shit. Why you mad? Right. Like that, right. that's what they wanted to like. If this was real fucking life, and I had an opportunity to go to a better fucking job. I'm gonna take that shit, and, and that's part of the part. The part of the problem is that people don't see it as a fucking job. It they see it as just job. entertainment for everybody else. It's a fucking job. It may be a great fucking job with great pay, but it's a still a fucking job. As I said, put yourself in that situation. You got an opportunity to make fifty-two million dollars in two years, and a chance to fucking win a ring consistently. Who the fuck not gonna take and that? And even shit? the money aside, because he probably could have made a decent amount of money with Oklahoma, but being a better situation, you know, if you a UPS and the, the fucking trucks flat, you can't get your uniforms washed and shit, and you, and FedEx like, man, we wash your uniform, we get you in a greater truck, you know, you get better hours. What the fuck you gonna, gonna do? do? Well, you the go only, to fucking FedEx. Well, the only flaw to that logic is the fact that you are making it sound like. Kevin Durant was in a shit situation when he wasn't. He wasn't, but what does it matter? So the question that I, mean, I would pose—it's it, it, not a—it's not a situation that he. I mean, it, it's, it's probably—it it, could have been a good situation for somebody else on us outside looking in. But if it's not a the best situation for him, I don't see you giving up a great situation to go into a lesser situation. situation. Well, the question that I would pose is that okay, so say you you you're Kevin Durant, right, and. Actually, scratch that. Say you're um, mm, I'm actually I, I want to talk about this point later, so I'll, I'm gonna pass that point on, mm-hmm. and we can come back to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pose the question of how do you feel about him leaving his current team that he was basically 48 minutes away from winning a championship three times to go to the team that beat him. Like, it's not so much a question of him leaving his team. It's a question of who he went to. So how do you feel? Because that's where people are mad at. How do you feel about him going to the Warriors specifically? Ask your question with another question. What makes everybody think Kevin Durant, as great as a player as he is, is really that number one option? He's the number one scoring option. He maybe he just don't have that mentality. Damn, it wasn't a one number one option. Westbrook had that killer mentality. So this would have been Westbrook doing it. I'd have been shocked. Because Westbrook just don't give a shit. But Kevin Durant don't really come off as that guy that's like, I'm gonna take over this. I'm and I could be wrong. I don't know him personally. I don't I don't care to know him personally. You don't play for the Pistons. But um <laughs> But I mean, who's to say that he's really that guy? Like his mentality may be, hey, I just want to be part of a team that wins. So so like the, he could be he maybe he could want to build some shit and it could never be as great as I think that, it, he could want to have a team mentality like the 04 Pistons did. Well, they maybe okay. Golden State has has quote unquote more superstars, but it was a true team. Maybe and, that's what he wants. And I, I I think that would be I would give him I would probably give him even more credit for being you know. Cause I I would think that to take a humble route to say I don't want to play for the 
I don't want to play for the team I'm on anymore. I want to play for the team that's been beating me. Like I would think, like man, that's you know that's mighty big of him to want to humble yourself and say, you know what, I'll go to that team that you know has been smashing us. The last. That's an interesting perspective though, because that's what everybody that's the what everybody has the problem with. So, uh, so Charles Barkley came out earlier and said that he doesn't like the fact that Durant left because he feels like Durant is basically kind of like hitching a hitching a ride on the championship bandwagon like I, I can't win with okc and i want to win so i'm just gonna tag along on the golden state bandwagon yeah but like the thing as, is as like like you know kind of like i'm just gonna like because because golden state they won the championship two years ago they won 73 games last year and he looked at charles barkley basically basically making making the point that he's saying like these guys are probably gonna win the championship again this year let me just hop on so I can get my championship almost like as, as like a, a side factor. Like, so his point was like, Isaiah, how would you feel like if Isaiah as a piston was like, hey, we can't beat the Bulls. Let me go to the Bulls. Or Jordan was to say, hey, we can't beat the Pistons. Let me go to the Pistons. And he was saying that there's more satisfaction from doing what you have to obstacle. do to beat that rivalry than just joining the, the team that beat you. So like, how, like, how do you that. feel about that? Because I, I feel like that's the actually that's the crux of this of this situation is that instead of Durant saying, hey, we are 48 minutes away from being in the finals. Let's make this move or that move and do what we got to do to beat Golden State. He was like, fuck it. I'm just going to join Golden State. And that's what everybody's upset about. But that goes so back to my you, question. Do you fault him for that? Like, or do you feel like that's l- like a legit move to make? I don't fault him because I don't. I feel like what what is? Why does he? And I don't want you to answer your questions with questions, but well, I mean, I haven't answered. I haven't answered anything. I yeah, just, what? I just pose a question. Like, what is? Why does he owe them another year to figure shit out? Like that was the closest mm-hmm. they've gotten. But who no. to one? Who to say that Golden State is going to? come back as strong as they did so they necessarily won't be they necessarily aren't the fucking contenders i mean you cleveland won the fucking you know so it's like though that's still the team to beat so what would you do like say if you're like the money aside because we can't really wow we can't really put money into it because it's not like oklahoma City's like hey we're gonna pay you 35 cents and oklahoma's like hey we're gonna pay i mean golden state's like hey we're gonna pay you 89 million like so Moving money from the, the equation. money aside because he could have made more Oklahoma. So the money aside, he would have made more there. Yeah. And, and it's money perfect. aside, what would you do if you were fighting and battling your whole career at Oklahoma City slash Seattle, and you were on the cusp of a championship, and you lost in the Western Conference Finals, blowing a three-one lead, and the I, team I, I, that beat you was like, hey, you can come over here. Like, how would what would you do in that situation? I think. I think you almost have to take out the equation of the, the part of, okay, we're the team that beat you. Come to us. Now we can win. I think it still has to be where he feels comfortable and playing it. I, I take it as it was going to be a, a some kind of shakeup where it wasn't still – he still wasn't going to get what he wanted as far as players in, in Oklahoma. 
and he wanted to change. I think he wanted to be be in, a, be in a different system and, you know, have different players. I mean, he's been there seven years. He, You know, he done, I, I would assume he's built a decent rapport mm. with coaches and players and things of that well, nature. Well, they had a new coach and, this year anyway. And, and you get to the point where if it's not going to work out, you know, you're going to leave. Okay, now you're going to leave. Just to put not, not put Golden State in the equation. Now you're going to leave. Now you got to figure out, okay, I'm leaving. What team is going to be, you know, better? And if you can leave and be on a team that actually – is doing better and has a chance, but then it happens to be the team that beat you. It, that makes it sound, almost sound like coincidence though. Like, Hey, yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's really working out here. I feel like by happenstance of the team that beat me is going to actually have a better chance for me to be, uh, to, for I mean, it could be coincidence. I mean, typically and in, in years past, there's, you you wasn't getting crazy money to go to a contender like that. You were either taking some crazy cut and like that. You, you think cut. back when you know uh, when my when all them players was in Miami. You know they all took cuts to play together and shit like that. And so I kind of look at it just you know maybe he he feels that you know the chemistry with that team would be really good. You know, but it had to be it had to be some it had to be more cons than pluses to be like I'm out. Plus, man, I, I give Golden State a lot of credit because to piggyback up, you know, what you just said, like they had that in plan for a while. Yeah, so and it, they, that wasn't new. They, that was yeah. a plan for them to get him for a while. They had planned on doing that for a while, and it just so happened during that time frame, they built this championship club. So they had the foresight to think, hey, we can do all this now and get better possibly with Kevin Durant. So I give kudos to Golden State for that. And then to answer your question, me personally, no, I wouldn't go. But that's my personality. I can't say that Kevin Durant has that same personality. That's why I said I would be surprised if Westbrook would have did that because Westbrook comes off with that more killer mentality. Right. I ain't never really seen that out of KD. I ain't saying it ain't in him, but I, I ain't never really so, seen it. So, oh, how would you feel like, like to to put it to Isaiah because to make it personable? If Isaiah was like, Isaiah hey, was we took that loss. Motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean, but there's some there's something to be said for that though. I, I, like, I, I, how would you like? I would probably, How would that feel for Isaiah to be like, man, we just took this loss to the Bulls. I mean, not the Bulls, the Celtics for uh, this whatever time. Or we just took, took this loss to the Lakers for this whatever time. I'm going to go to L.A. I'm going to go to Boston. I think as a hometown fan, you you feel you feel fucked over as a fan if you're a hometown fan. Like, if we, I think if we had, you know, this relationship with some o, uh, OKC fan, they would definitely feel that way. And I probably would feel that way, mm. too. Like, Okay, so example, Grant Hill. Okay. Grant Hill was the shit before all the injuries and before leaving Detroit. Indeed. Detroit had they were on the come up. They hadn't made the finals yet, but they were definitely on the come up. They were doing a great fucking job. They were building around him. Absolutely. He fucking up Absolutely. and left. He did. He thought he was in a better situation. I just so happened, unfortunately for him, he wore Fila, whatever you want to do, ankle issues, yada yada yada. It was directly affected. Yeah, it was Fila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they were like he was Fila, like like Fila was a factor, like. He was straight, but then he But no, like it, I mean, he was he was LeBron, a skinnier version before LeBron, because he was a walking triple double. He was. So he he left. He thought he was in a better situation. Again, social media, greatest fucking worst invention ever, wasn't around then. I feel so like he would have got blazed. He would have got crucified for that shit. He did get blazed, but not as bad. Not to that extent. But that was only because it was invisible and, I think and it was social media. He was injured. If he wasn't injured and left, he got injured way after the fact, yeah. though. 
he was healthy when he left. Like oh, yeah, he, did. he got, yeah, he got, he right, did right, get right, blazed. Right. Like he got blazed for leaving. Uh, I just don't remember it being the back. I don't remember it being nearly the because black we didn't guy. have as much access to everybody's opinion about right, shit. Right, that right, 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 now. right, exactly, right. exactly. If we, so that's if, what I'm saying. We're making to me. If that happened right now, issue, it would be was. the same situation. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, the KD yeah, shit I a big, a less of an issue to me than it is. Yeah, because I've already experienced having a superstar leave, and then it was like, oh man, fuck him. I don't ever want to see him in the fucking. Palace again, and it worked out great for us because we got Ben Wallace and Chucky Atkins and won a championship. And won a championship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Because I, I think you know, if you know, social media was you know really active then, it would have been you know. I, I do remember when he got injured, and it was like, it wasn't like a damn. I'm glad he injured, but it was kind of like, all right, that's your punk ass get from me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was glad. I was glad. Yeah, I was, so, glad, I was glad, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was glad. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think. And I think you know, like you say, Steve. Uh, Social media has a, a lot to do with it because I don't, you know, to to see so many, so many posts calling Durant lesser than, you know, I've for the last couple of days it's been like so crazy. It really has. I, I've been incredibly, I don't want to say impressed, but I've I've kind of been awestruck in the 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 variance of opinions on the Kevin Durant shit, man. I like, my, my, it's people like fuck him, and my, it's people like I get it. My, it's my, been crazy. My, my brother-in-law, and I, it is funny because I just friended him on Facebook recently. You just he, friended your brother-in-law? Friended him on Facebook. He sent me a friend <laughs> oh, Okay. <request>. And <laughs> I don't know why. He's a couple years older, and I don't know. He felt like he didn't want to use uh, the uh, the cuss word hoe, so he called him a 304. <laughs> 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 and I don't know why I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, man, but yeah, it's been like, the, it's been an influx of just, you know, he's like a hated man, and I'm just like, you can't you can't even blame it, and I think of the people just not knowing the history of basketball. You can't blame it on totally on we're in a. It has something to do with you know, like you said, Steve, the generation we have. But there were so many players. Fucking Earl to Pearl demanded a trade, left, went to the Knicks, and then won championships. Like people don't know this shit, so they don't bring it up. So it's not that was not in our era. That was in the era where the Celtics were, you know, a dynasty team, and you know, all of these uh, other teams were, you know, legacy teams. But you still had major players, you know, left teams and, you know, and demanded trades and, and things like that. So it's not nothing new. That shit's been happening. But, you know, well, I, I, I think I think there is a distinction only because I think there is a, a concerted effort toward building a super team. And I think that's what is irritating people. Well, that's what it used well, to thing be. Is, it's always because, been, the thing is, well, I think it's always been. It hasn't, it hasn't quite been that way. It's, been that, like, way, it's been that way with, with, with with owners trading and and trying to get teams. That's what I said. That's I said earlier. And I've always stuck right. This is it's like we get we people we can get passes to team to team owners and stuff trying to build a team with trades and all this stuff. But we don't we don't hold them to the same thing as a player. The players decide to go somewhere. It's a it's it's problems when teams try to build teams. It's just. It's the machine. It just, it's just, it just, right. it just happens and shit. And that's only, and that's one of the things that always bugged me about that shit. Like, why do you, you know, you let these, these owners and invite VPs and shit, you know, try to make these teams, but you know, player leaves and stuff like that. You no, know, like no one, no one would give the Celtics flat for. Uh, uh, didn't um, um, KG get traded to uh, from yep. Minnesota? Because everybody yeah. felt, everybody them, felt bad. Is, no one gives them flack for for getting a trade and winning. But one, if KG decided to like uh, voluntarily leave the Bucks and go there, he would have caught it. Well, the the 
there's a slight difference in that if you had if you're an owner and you say hey we're gonna make this trade that's different than a guy saying hey i wanna i see this team that already won this championship I, I, i'm gonna hop on like that that's it's kind of different like like yeah, when you look at the kg the boston big three that was different it's different, it's like still coaches did business, it and not though. the players, and that's what the, that's what I think is hypocritical about it. But how's it? Hypo- it. But how's it hypocritical though? Because, because like, we let the owners a, shoot, we let the owners decide when they want to trade players to win championships, but we don't let the players do it. But that's because the players, the players have that option. Like if if you get traded, that's well, I'm not gonna say a hundred like all the time. That's out of your control, but. If you get traded, that's, that's not – you don't have a say in that necessarily. So it's like we, we let it because it's, it's the machine. We let the machine dictate whether it's cool or not or it's accepted or whatever. But when the players do it, it's not accepted. And that's – you know, that that trade to me is an example of hell. I mean that's an example of the, letting the machine decide, okay, we want to get these players to this team. We want to win. Because ultimately we're, they're not trading players just for the sake of. They're trading players because they want to, you know, make the team better and hopefully win. You know what so, I'm saying? to zone in on the Kevin Durant shit, um, if you were a Kevin Durant fan and say that you were a Kevin Durant fan by way of being an Oklahoma City fan, um, how would you feel? I don't about cheer for him anymore. About <laughs> what you say? I don't cheer for him anymore. I don't cheer for Sue anymore. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's the point I was getting at. But yeah, that's that's valid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if that I, player I, I, leaves under those circumstances, I can get that the the fan base is upset about it. Yeah. No, because if it was traded and, and to the, the, the key point of that shit is that a lot of these other circumstances, like when you talk about KG going from Minnesota to uh, Boston, or you talking about a lot of these other situations, these are guys who have left shitty teams and were like, hey, I'm at the, uh, not, not, not necessarily the tail end of their career, but like, you know, I, I, I put my work in and, my team is bang. not happening, and not now. Well, why you gotta wait move. though? But Durant, he was there. He was there. It, but that, so, like, that's what be, that's what's upsetting people is the fact yeah, that he, he was, was there. Right, right. He could he could say like, "Hey, I, I'll resign with y'all. Let's make a move." And it's not like you have to do a lot. You were forty eight minutes away from a, from a, from the See, finals. That just I think, but I think your point of you know the point of you saying that they were so close, they're forty eight minutes away, means that they would have that mm-hmm. same tenacity. They would get better over mm-hmm. the off season, and they're just going to be there again. And that's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that if he signed there, that uh, Westbrook was going to resign. Was going to stay because I fe- I I've always felt that West. I always, one I felt that Westbrook and uh, Durant wasn't going to play together another season. I I, I think that's. I think that's a general yeah. consensus. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't. I don't yeah. think that was that, that was no no Negro Diamonds moment with me and shit. I think a lot of people <laughs> felt yeah. that. I always yeah. felt he was gonna be a Laker eventually. Yeah, I Who? felt Westbrook. Really? Oh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where he. Went. I just felt that he wasn't gonna play there. So, but I felt like. The who was going to be number one was going to depend on who decided to sign there. I don't think those two. I don't. It's not going to be two number ones there, and so I felt that he was going to. He was. Go, he was not going to be there. You know, another season. You so, want to hear this? Yeah. Pull it up. Um. So I felt like they were. They were. Um. Um. Not going to play together again, but. So, so say Actually. say West say so say if Westbrook jumped the gun first and decided to go somewhere, 
And I think you now you got to figure out now who you're going to bring me to fill his spot. There's nobody you're going to get that's going to be a consensus no, top and, five and, player and like honest, that. Honest, as much as I I say the both there's there can't be two number ones there. I honestly don't think, and you kind of pointed to it earlier that Durant it was comfortable with number one. I feel like he was comfortable being a good role player somewhere. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So it's like I don't think he I don't think he wanted the number one spot. I don't think I agree. Any other yeah, team I don't think he been number one. And that's and how much wanted. easier is it for him to be a two or even a three on Golden State? I think he's at a point where he can say, I just want to be on a team to do team ball and win. You know, not as So just know. to so just to be clear, everybody is cool with the idea of Durant saying, Hey, I can't I'm not gonna be the guy is going to lead Oklahoma City to, to the promised land. I'm cool with being the guy that assists Golden State to lead into the promised land, and I'm going to make that move. Like we, if that's his that's, personality, I'm going with that. And that seems like where you it, it, cool it, with. I mean, that's kind of what it's assumed. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would hope to see some interviews come out where, you know, he would talk. I don't know if he would actually kind of admit to, you know, wanting to just be a team player, but and I think he would probably word it as such as, you know, being on a group of players that, you know, play well together and all of the PC stuff. And I don't think he would probably admit to that, but based on, you know, his, his gameplay and things of that nature, you know, he, he's, he's not his first, maybe four years there, five years, you know, he, he, he was pushed towards a, a number one player, but Westbrook came and Westbrook was beasting and, It'd be some games where you really question who was the fucking number one player. And mm-hmm. a lot of games, it was really fucking Westbrook. Westbrook. He got right? that mentality. Yeah, and so I felt like Westbrook was going to be somewhere where he could be a number one uh, Your player. Your boy should be happy because I'm thinking he's going to be a Laker, but that's that's just my prediction. And he could be a number one. The thing is now, he could be a number one player in Oklahoma. He stayed. He could be a number one. He could be a number one player in a lot of fucking teams who, who are available to take him. He would be that player. I just don't see Durant being that that player at all he's just i think he he's comfortable being two to four like you know i don't think <laughs> he, i don't i don't see him being he don't ha, i don't th- have i don't think he has that and that's my thing i think we elevated him so much because of his scoring ability because i remember watching him at texas and thinking like shit i want the pistons to lose like every goddamn game now yeah because so right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. he was just that talented of a score yeah and i, and I, 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 I don't i don't take him. that ability from him but yeah, i've I never don't. seen that aggression out of him like I'm gonna take over this goddamn game. And I'm like, he ain't got no Iverson in him. Yeah. So to to just lay it out there. So we're we're the general consensus is that we're cool with the fact that he was like, hey, it's not gonna happen here. Especially if I have to be the man, I can go over to Golden State and kind of like. Essentially, like, ride their coattails. Like, they already got a championship on deck for the most part. But see, I think... I and think I can kind of, like, be that added piece to help them... I don't... Uh, yeah, and I, I don't think this is going to be an easy process for Golden State either. I think, one, I mean, aside... Well, it, it I, won't, but aside, aside from Aside from, from, from Durant, you know, they had a lot to... They had a lot to mm-hmm. digest, like... They were a team that 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 got away with you know shooting the most outrageous fucking threes and and actually making them and actually being a contender and they didn't necessarily beat teams on defense. They, I mean, and it sounds silly like they beat teams because they scored more, but literally they beat teams because of scoring. It wasn't because of lockdown. The I thought statistically they were a top three though on defense, though, weren't they? 
I don't know. I just, I just, I know Curry wasn't a great. I mean, he had steals, but he wasn't a great defender to me as much as I've seen. Um, but I don't think they were known for defense. You know, they, and they may have been. You know, as far as uh, act like um, I ain't got Google. Oh, uh, but. I think you know they, they they have to change a lot of stuff because their threes were fucking atrocious in the playoffs, and you never. Knew I don't who, care for the way that they play at all. And you never, and you never. It's like you had games where you didn't know, and that could be a plus. You had games when the the Pistons won, uh, the 04, 04, 04, 04, 04 Pistons, yeah, where you never actually knew who was going to be the star, but you know it happened, but. Those games, just like, you know, why the fuck is Harrison Barnes going on for? It's like, you know, it was just weird with them. And, you know, Curry would get in, he started getting in these, you know, in the finals where, you know, he was kind of there but not there. Um, I kind of figured they were in trouble, you know, that last game when, um, uh, what's the. Uh, Curry threw his mouthpiece. Well, yeah, that game. I just felt like he he, he just he just kind of lost it. But when Green was like scoring in the final game, he was like he had like almost a triple double, I think, or yeah. what he did. And it was like there he's not even like typically you would think it would be Curry or uh, Thompson, or Thompson or something who was you know taking over, and they wasn't. They was silent <laughs> as hell. But and I could be wrong about this, but it could be. I no, just statistically, they were like a. They were, they were number eight statistically. Okay, so that's season. still not bad. That's 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 pretty. I actually, good. one ahead of Cleveland. Actually, yeah. so that was. So I don't know, man. I, I think they still had a. I mean, and I bring it up just a long story short. They had a lot to do. Are do you change what you've done all last season into correct, or do you feel like that's a correction, or do you just keep with that and just hope it works? You know what I'm saying? And you know they shot a lot of crazy. And it, the thing that bugged me about Golden State is that the the they. They were like we talked about it before. They were passing up twos, easy twos, to shoot threes just to stay in the game. Like they were, they were not confident in the two point game at all. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was the issue. Like it's a, it's the points. It's like you either score the three, or you you take a, a wild ass three shot and take the chance of not making it, or you take a two and make it and try to come back and take another two or, or whatever the case. But, yeah, I mean, I. I- I really wanted to talk about this shit some more, but we already hour almost an hour in. Right, and cool. We can move. That's fine. Yeah, let's let's move let's move on, man. I, I man, I almost want to have a whole podcast dedicated to talking about the NBA, but yeah, we could we can move. Uh, yeah, we, we know we all of this is, ain't, ain't basketball. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. We had we had somebody tweet us like, "I'm glad y'all say the sports shit for the end." Like, right, right. Like, yeah, so really did listen to the end. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's a, let's move on. Let's. So let's talk about uh, Jesse Williams at the BET Awards because we we missed it last week, and um, there's been a whole lot of flack coming his way about uh, his his speech at the BET Awards, and uh, we're not gonna play it, but basically it was very uh, anti police killing black folks, and there's been a whole lot of shit like petitions about like hey let's get him off Grey's Anatomy and all this kind of crazy shit, and then we had. Oh boy, Alton Sterling that died today. So let's get into the. Uh, yesterday or yesterday? What, that was, what, yesterday. was that? It was yesterday. Technically yesterday, yeah. yeah. But mean, the, or, the shit uh, went down. The shit went down on social media today. Let's um, uh, get into um, the whole idea. Of the I mean, we talked about it ad nauseum. The you know black folks getting getting killed by the police. But let's let's talk about the Alton, Ster- Alton Sterling shit, and let's talk about uh, Jesse Williams. Well, I 
Well, one was I think one of the the funny parts because I think everybody who's probably listening already um, kind of knows about Jesse Williams' speech and things of that nature. I, I think the 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 more humorous thing that happened out of this was somebody had made a uh, a change.org petition for uh, Jesse Williams. No, any, if anybody don't know Jesse Williams, his his basically more claim to fame before you know being such a a, a speaker for black folks and things of that nature was a doctor on on Gray's Anatomy. So someone made a change our petition to get him booted from uh, Gray's Anatomy. Well, one, um, they couldn't have possibly known that Shonda Rhimes, who was an African-American woman, is the creator of Gray's Anatomy. And to know that the president of ABC is a black woman. So it's like, <laughs> how do you not do the research of knowing like all of this shit? You know, and I don't think that I, that I think that probably got way more attention than it probably should. And I feel like we're giving it way more attention probably. But it's just funny to want to take a guy off TV and not knowing that you know he got black backing. Like racist <laughs> getting mad about somebody speaking about racism. Yeah, and the it crazy- just shows that the racist people don't think. And. Because you can't be smart and be racist, so no, and, and no, you you're absolutely it right. Work. It's not you can't be smart and be racist, and he even condemned and not even condemned. It was something about uh, you know wanting black folks to not kill white folks or something like that. He said in his uh, speech, but that was the humanist part about it. But yesterday was kind of a numbing kind of like you know you celebrate the fourth and then of the land of the free and all this shit and. The same shit. We haven't really talked about anybody dying at the hands of police in maybe a few episodes or whatever. And some shit like that happens in, in Baton Rouge. And if you don't, um, um, is Alton, what is Alton's last name? Uh, Sterling. Sterling, I'm sorry. So if you don't know the story of uh, Alton Sterling, I, I would suggest you get from under your fucking rock. But Alton Sterling was. Uh, a guy selling CDs out of a in front of a convenience store, a gas station, whatever the case, and police was called for altercation, which was actually not him, but uh, and even the store owner, you know, told them they get some altercation. They say that he has a gun in his pocket, so so forth. You know, from the videos we saw, they pretty much tackles him, you know, to the ground, all this stuff. He has no access to any guns. They had a fucking fa- uh, knee to the face. He pulls out his gun, which is right near his his, his uh, stun gun, by the way. Pulls out his gun, puts on his face. Next thing you know, he says something like he has a gun. Seconds later, he gets like three, four shots. And then you hear like, you hear like t- one or two shots. And then you hear like two or three more or some shit. The next thing you see is if, and I think the New York Day, New the NY Daily News Twitter page posted the picture, and I think it's supposed to be their front page on Thursday to on whenever you guys listen. As pretty much, he has a gun pointed after you done shot him. You see his hands clearly is nowhere near a fucking gun, and that's it. And a big and, ass open gaping so hole in his chest. Yeah. And they refuse to give any resuscitation. They refuse to call it in. And he's just another dead person, just like Eric Garner, just like Tamir Rice, just like any other black folks that's been, you know, done that way. And America is still the fucking same. Police officers do the fuck they want to do. And the, uh, the cop cam or whatever the video so-called fell off so there's no video from that i you know i i think 
thank the heavens for people who actually recording this shit. Now the, the now the one video that recorded was that actually his family in the car? See that I haven't got information on yet. I yeah, haven't read anything yet. And I don't well whoever it was. So there was a camera in a car that was next to it or something who recorded, and then there was right. another camera that, that was coming angle. from like the store. And I don't know who I don't know if that was the store owner's car, store store owner's phone, or whoever it was was standing in front of the store and caught an even worse view of the shit. Worse in the fact that you uh, how bad it was, but good in the fact that they caught all of the shit that happened. Yeah, because the first video you couldn't tell all he heard was he had a gun and yeah. there was no clear view. Second video, second view is is clear it's as day. It's clear that he didn't, and now it's like here we are again, and. And as far as the background, as far as Baton Rouge, in the last three years, all of the people that they've, uh, the police has killed in the last three years have been black males. So this shit has been happening, and I don't know the number, but it's been happening for quite some fucking time. 558 is the total number of uh, civilians killed by the police this year. 124 of those are african-american which equates to about 24.95 percent so just rounded up 25 percent so literally one out of every four killings by the police is of african-american person one out of every four and it's nauseating to to just just notice it um i've had a few conversations on facebook where a lot of, you know so you have people who you have people who don't want to see shit like this and I get, I can, I can understand if you're not built for that shit to see this shit. What I don't, what I don't subscribe to, and I don't push, is that I'm, I don't push people to not look, to not see. I feel like if you want to be angry and mad about this shit, I feel like you have to see this shit to have, to have the anger that you want to have the shit to change. Like hearing about it to me just doesn't have the same ring, same feel, same like like drive behind like what the fuck happened like and although i feel this like a modern day like fucking video lynching i feel like if if you had people in back in the day where they were being hung and nobody saw fucking pictures of it i feel like there would never be the impact it was of seeing a fucking man hanging somewhere and video them celebrating it and things of that nature and so and i and it's funny you think about it retrospect i wish i would have had this point when i was arguing with somebody earlier today like you say you haven't watched any of these videos in however many years and you feel so fucking proud about not watching videos fucking you know whatever fuck but if you have you ever seen you never seen a fucking man hanging with a fucking tree with fucking white people looking in this shit like you think if people never saw that shit you know the effect it would be if they never seen it versus actually seeing the actual shit like you seeing a fucking hanging man on the tree like I think things would have been totally fucking different you say you know what our people just dying we don't know what the fuck happened versus you seeing a fucking man on a tree and everybody celebrate all these fucking white people or all these other people whatever celebrating the shit like that 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 enrages people to want want change want more when you you could you know think it enrages people but unfortunately and i I can get into a whole another conversation about that everybody wants to constantly Mm -hmm. turn another fucking cheek you want to march? You yeah, you, hold you hands. definitely had it. I, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I, totally I know. I'm agree. just. I'm past. I'm past. Yeah. I ain't got no more cheeks to turn. Yeah, no. fuck holding hands, dog. I ain't. I ain't got no room to march. I ain't got no room to. St- I, I'm t- it's only two things. Every conflict comes down to two things: either force or reason. That's it. You can either reason with me, and we can resolve stuff without violence, or it's going to happen with force. There's no other resolution to anything. 
So it's going to come down to one of two things. We didn't try a reason. That shit clearly ain't working, working. Now, there's multiple ways in which you can go about force as well. Force can be physical. Force can also be economic. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but is not the black dollar like the highest economical thing in this country right now? Pretty damn close. So, economically, we tried force. It didn't work. All right, cool. Economics is the next thing, at least in my opinion, that we need. That's a big-ass bug that we need to focus on. <laughs> and that's a big-ass dead bug now. Um, that we need to focus on because that they not understand anything else. They not. So I don't I don't really know. And I wish my words were, were better and I wish I could be a better speaker because I would love to go out and publicly just get people behind me. But I, I don't have the words for that. I have the drive for it. Don't really have the time, but I can make the time. But I just I'm tired of posting on social media. I'm tired of saying this is terrible. I'm just I don't want to post anything anymore. I'm, I'm all about action. I don't I'm tired of talking about this shit. Yeah, and especially now that I have a son, and even though he's mixed, it's like we were conversing about earlier, he's black, like Jeff was talking about earlier. World's gonna see him as black. So I'm, I'm. If you don't, if you're not willing to die for something, then why are you really living? I'm willing to die for my son to live in a better world for me than me. And I, I couldn't care less how bad that sounds. I know my wife may be upset if she listens to this, but I just. I'm tired of fucking turning another cheek. You have to be that way though, as a parent. Like you got that. That's that's part of what being a parent means: is being able to put your own life and well-being on the line to make sure that your and I, I'm willing to do whatever you it takes so my son does not have to grow up like I grew up. So for everybody to be like, "Oh, we got to march, we got to do," no, fuck that, man. And this is again not to get off on that tangent. This is part of the reason I don't even go to church no more. That's not a tangent. Keep going. That's not no. That's not. Well, this is my thing. Like, like that's, I, that's that's the reason the I don't personally. Like, that's what it really boils this, down. The to. reason why I personally no longer subscribe to Christianity, and this is no disrespect to anybody who does, is because if I have an enemy, I'm not going to accept anything willingly from my enemy. Okay, a lot of African American, a lot of Africans were converted to Christianity before coming over to this country by via the boats, via slave trade. That is true. However, a lot of them were simply just forced into that shit. So you mean to tell me you don't want to you don't want me to know my heritage, my name, anything about my background. I can't even keep me. I can't even keep my wife, my kids. You rape men in front of me. You do all this shit in front of me. But you freely offer me this book that says it's my salvation. Fuck you in that book. I can't I can't subscribe to that. I can't follow that. And that's just me personally. So when I see and I, I also have an issue with especially here back home, man, like we have so many goddamn churches back home. It's like as many churches on every corner as there is liquor stores. So why the fuck aren't these churches out in the street making sure these kids can get home safely? Mm, don't get me on that tangent. I, I, you know, so I can I can talk about that <laughs> shit for like an hour, man. I ain't gonna hold up everybody on the show with that hey. shit, but I just <laughs> yeah, you ain't, you ain't getting no stronger anti-church motherfucker than me. And it's, I'm not even I'm not even against spirituality. Like if you, your beliefs are your belief, and that's fine. Everybody should have their own beliefs. I don't knock anybody who has their beliefs, but your beliefs don't necessarily equate to law. The law is supposed to be fair for everybody. And it's still not because it, as it we fucking tweet, another dude was fucking killed by the police. Are you serious? You mean like now as we tweet? Well, like, like, I'm reading I'm a story that like, happened like today, like later on this evening and wow. in Minnesota. Um, the hashtag is uh, Falcons Height Shooting. Apparently, a guy was stopped for a broken tail like he gets stopped. He asked for his wallet. Um, 
He says he carries because he's a licensed carrier. He told him don't move. He put his hands up and he fucking shot him. His girl fucking recorded a video. She has a video and she had it on Facebook and they took it down. But she had the video of her boyfriend next to her fucking bleeding and shit. And this shit just happened today. Like, I, I can't gather the words to understand this shit. This shit just keep fucking happening, dog. See, we, and this is my thing. Like, I know my personal disdain for cops is the way I grew up. But in the same breath, disdain for cops. Oh, cops. Okay. Yeah, is the way I grew up because I don't have that type of rapport. But I've never had that type of rapport. However, more of us need to be cops. More of us need to be policing our own neighborhoods. Yo, I, I, man, I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, I have a a hundred percent like loathsome disdain for cops. But at the same time, I feel like if we had more of our people who was doing that shit, it would be that understanding. Because again, yeah, my pops left the city years ago he lives way out in this nice suburb now and everybody's all nice and friendly and everything and i'm just looking around like my sisters didn't grow up like i grew up you know my pe- my parents did their best to provide for us when we were kids not knocking that but it's a completely different fucking world and like to see how they grow up they don't i can understand the disconnect their relationship with police is not going to be the same relationship i had with police like to them police actually help people whereas to me I can be fucking 17 driving through goddamn Canton trying to go to the gym and getting pulled over for no goddamn reason and illegally searched. And in this day and age... I can get shot now. Right. If I was 17 now, that's completely different. And that, and that's real because like all the situations where we've been pulled over for some shit that we thought was some bullshit, like right now, you could be dead over that shit, man. Like, that's really how and it is. And then here, is thing. Again, Arizona, for those who don't know, it's an open carry state. You And this is the thing that just pissed me off about that. You can't get your CCW if you're a felon. You right. can't. There's no way possible for you to get your CCW as a felon. You can't even have your uh, marijuana card if you, have a C- if you want a CCW. The two don't go hand in hand because they're not federally legal. So for him to open fire on that man is bullshit. You can't say he was a convicted felon. And if you told and by law, and they tell you this in the CCW class, because I have my CCW, they tell you when you get pulled over, officer, I have my, uh, I'll have a concealed weapon. Right. What would you like me to reach it? What would you like me to do? I think a big part in what what you saying about this pro gun shit. No, I'm pro gun. I'm pro gun too. No, I was gonna say like I think a big part of what you were saying about like the whole thing about police is there's a huge disconnect between people and police. And I don't remember who I saw that did the speech about it. Actually, it was Karis One, but it's like. Back in the day, you had Karis beat cops. Pro, pro child molesting Karis. No, yeah. I'm not <laughs> but not, um, not, but you yeah, had yeah. you had beat cops that walked the beat, so they walked the neighborhood. They knew the residents. The residents knew them. They were they had a relationship. They had a rapport with them. Right. They made residents know that they were there for them and that they cared about them exactly. and that they were a priority. Right now, our police think they're an extension of the military, and they feel like. I have this badge. I have this uniform. That means you have to do whatever I say, regardless of yes. if it's a violation to you, if it's a violation of your rights, if I humiliate you, if I talk to you like shit. All that means nothing because I have a badge. I can come to your car and talk to you like you a fucking child. And if you do it back, I'm going to pull you out and beat the shit out of you because I have a badge. Like, that's how they feel right now. Yeah. And I feel like. I think some of our police, our people need to be cops, but I think also that cops need to be reminded that 
their job is not to go and hunt down and look for crime. They're supposed to be in a position where people don't want a community because their presence is known, not because they fear being murdered by them. That's and a it's super like, solid fucking point, man. I mean, like, and then I'm not going to go on it too much, but as far as the thing with Christianity, because I'm a Christian, like, there's parts in the Bible that people ignore that tells you that as a Christian, you're supposed to stand up against injustice like that. Like, it's parts in the Bible where biblical figures stood up against injustice like that, and they just don't freaking do it. Like, and why do you think that is? Because that's people what, pick that's and what choose what parts of the Bible. Like, this is why. This is the main point is why I get along with atheists and I have no bones against atheists because I fucking get it because there's too many Christians. <laughs> it's too many Christians that take the Bible verses that they like and then they run with that shit. I feel like it's become a game of password. Like Mike tells me one thing. I hear something. I tell you something else. And to me, I've always had an issue. Well, if the Bible is the Bible, why are there so many different versions of it? Right. And, and the Bible was told to man. And and exactly. Stuff. Shit gets lost in translation. So I what mean, it may be in one version, it may not have been the true meaning. But nobody really knows that. To me, I think it comes down to I call it the Bible buffet. Because it's like I feel like the Bible is something you take in as a whole, all its parts, you and you understand what's in all its parts and how it works together. People don't do that. People go and find one verse that fits their agenda and then they preach that on their high horse and then use that to condemn and attack other people. And that's not what it's about. Like when I seen the thing with the shooting in Orlando, I don't agree with that lifestyle, but I would never run up to somebody and be like, you shouldn't do this because you're a sinner, because that's their choice. And all sins are supposed to be equal and you can't just pick somebody else's. And all of a sudden say you're at a higher moral ground than they are because everybody has some sort of a sin at some point. Like you can't. But people don't look at it that way. They look at it as, well, I saw a verse that says you did something wrong. So now I can condemn you when there's verses that specifically say verbatim thou shall not condemn. But people do it all the freaking time. Like that drives me insane. And I've gotten into just as many arguments with Christians as atheists have because I can't stand when they do that. But I mean, like, like I was listening to something you said, Otis said earlier about like you, dog. No, I'm serious. Um, We do, dog. Like people who can, who can make that distinction. Like we need more people like that, man. Man, like who's to say Christianity? I mean, or any religion for that matter has to be the basis of morality. It doesn't, and that's the biggest thing about it. Like, is people try to force that down people's throat when the whole theme of the Bible is it's a choice you make to follow. If you choose not to follow it, fine. And they forget that Jesus, the whole crucifixion was Jesus died for all man's sin. It doesn't say he only died for your sin if you choose to follow. But don't say that. Like people act like it does. And then again, they use that as their moral high ground to jump down people's throat about stuff. And that's just not how it works. And again, like I said, I get along with atheists because, like I said, I get it because it annoys me when people do it. And I go to church and read the Bible, but it's still annoying because it's like you make us all look bad by jumping on. Well, the Bible says, yeah, it says that and it says a whole bunch of other stuff that breaks you down way worse than the dude that like another dude. Like, it's just not (laughs) it's not that cut and dry. But the thing that I wanted to point out when you were saying earlier about the dude in his speech and with people watching videos i think people ignore that stuff because they can take the out of sight out of mind approach like it becomes real 
when you see it happen like you can look in you can have a conversation with somebody and say oh well that doesn't happen where i live or i've never heard of anything like that it could have been different but if you look and you see like the video i saw earlier you see one officer dealing with a white man that's attacking two officers and they're like tase him tase him again which tase him again tase him again because you can see the taser clearly on his left hip right in the photo why was that an option for him though? it's supposed to be an option right that's what i'm saying why is it that when there's a black man on the ground with a knee upside his head and he's wrestled down already subdued by two people that the only option to deal with him is to shoot him six times but you got a white guy Bigger than both of the officers that's trying to put him down. That can get tased. Swinging and chasing him around. And they're like, we'll just keep tasing him. That shit is ridiculous, man. And it's like too many people argue against like we not supposed to talk about it. Like we're like I hate the fact that black people are made to be wrong when we say something about it. It's like the dude made his speech and now he's this horrible person and he should be fired. Why? Because he says something truthful and he says something to save people's lives like that's that's ridiculous Racism. to me that that's a thing where you can be like oh well, you shouldn't say that it'll really? never end until everybody's ready to have a conversation uh, honest conversation about it but two people too busy worried about we shouldn't kill whatever the lion and zimbabwe the gorilla and Honestly, all these other the animals but if it's, if you talk about not killing a human it's like oh shh sh- don't talk about that. I don't that even think people ridiculous. give a shit about killing the lion and uh, I think people just do that shit to make them feel to make themselves feel better on social media. They want that like button, they want that retweet or that favorite tweet. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there, you know, it's funny. I was watching, uh, I was on Facebook early and I seen a guy, uh, a guy sharing um, the Alton, you know, Sterling video, and I just felt like. I think he's just doing it for fucking hits and shit. And then I look on his page and he just shows videos and shit. So it's like, you know, you have people who, you know, who who share and who, who wants to, you know, make make the convers make the make the post, but no one wants to have the conversations, like you say, of uh, how are we going to stop this? And I think Mike made a comment, you know, some um some mini a podcast ago. I believe uh, you correct me if I'm wrong about at some point police are going to have to start getting killed for shit to change <laughs> like like and, and 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 I think initially I didn't even have any comments and I felt like man that's kind of crazy you know we're on we were recording you know recording it, and I'm thinking and I thought about that shit for a long time and I was like it was one of those Ray J moments like you, you know, know what? what? You're, You're right. right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we had, you had two, I think it was, uh, it was somewhere in New York where two cops was killed in a car or some shit, and the guy rolled up, shot him, and it was just like, nothing really changed from that, but I felt like if there was, if there was, well, if we had a Dexter killing fucking cops who were doing this crazy shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's, you know, crazy hypothetical, but there's nothing that's going to change our president sees this shit and it's not changing you know we have upper 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 management of government that sees this shit and it's not changing like why why do we have to sit here and deal with this shit like you know because we don't recognize the power that we that we really have yeah i was when 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 the whole uh when when mike brown was murdered and I feel like I have to always make sure I say that because it's not like a Mike Brown incident or the Mike Brown no, situation or something like that. When Mike Brown was murdered, I remember the president giving a uh, uh, giving a <laughs> speech and 
it was he it, the first part of the speech was about our dealings in Egypt and then the second part was like this small small tidbit about the things going on in Baltimore and I'm like what the fuck like why is our dealings in other countries a precedent over the dealings in our own fucking place and ever since then I've been turned off just by I've been turned off from him since then, and I really haven't had much really positive to say. You know, I think he, you know, he's probably done good things. I just, I just, I've been, you know, I just turned off that shit because I felt like we have shit that's going on in our country that that should be on a higher level of priority than our out of country affairs <clears throat> and our people, your people, the same, the same color as your daughters in the White House, the same color as your your wife you know it's not even guys it's still women that are still being killed and nothing i just felt like i always felt like he could have did more but i'm like i don't know i just exhausted wondering like why because we, we truly don't exert the power that we have and everybody was wants to jump to the the federal scale you got to start on a local scale first yeah absolutely absolutely so the, the easiest way to start that shit is let's take detroit every other fucking corner is a liquor store we all know who owns the liquor stores. Stop going to that shit. A couple months later, it's empty. They're out of business. As a community, come together, buy it up. Turn it into a fucking market. How many markets are there really in the city of Detroit? One or two? That's a pretty decent number of markets. But I get what you're saying, though. And then just start, start from there. Start. You got you to gotta crawl before you can walk. I think the biggest part about that is there's the unity that the black community once had is lost Thank drastically. You, like I don't remember the name of the street, but I know there was like a street in downtown Detroit that used to exist that was like miles of nothing but black owned businesses. And now the popular mentality in the black community is I'm getting out the hood, I'm getting away from niggas. Which I don't blame because niggas act so fucking stupid sometimes that you do just want to get away from them. But if you look at areas like Dearborn they came in Arab Middle Eastern people came in in small numbers, patronized each other, gave money to each other, supported each other and built an entire community which is now the most densely populated Middle Eastern community in the their dollar planet. probably changes hands amongst each other maybe like five or six times right. really that and community. No, uh, we're the uh, to my knowledge we're the only demographic that does what we do to each other yep. which is nothing to help each other like there's like a two percent of black people that support each other as a community other than that it's always oh i want to get away from them i want to go out to somerset where it's nice and blah 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 and they and then our money that we make goes right back to the people that's doing all this stuff to us where the other communities are constantly supporting each other and constantly lifting each other up and we just constantly tear each other down and then when you hear people say fuck black businesses i don't want shit to do with black people it's like yeah you kind of do understand a person saying something like that when you don't run a black business effectively like i was listening to the podcast you did where you was trying to get the car and the dude had like, oh yeah i didn't show up and all this and it's like yeah yeah i get it like our community does nothing to support itself and then we wonder why our shit is the way it is and then you go drive through dearborn and everything's new everything's nice everything's rebuilt and remodeled and built up but they make sure they was like nobody in dearborn is driving out to 
Birmingham and West Bloomfield to spend their money. They spend their money in Dearborn because they know where it's going. They support each other. And we just don't do that. And the most we do is a share or a tweet or a quick rant on Facebook and then it's back, right back to, to trying to make shit. the best video on World Star. So it's no surprise that when we go to another country, everybody's like, a hip hop and they think that's what it means to be a black person like they have no idea what our what our culture is and what our culture is like because there's no unity amongst hip hop that's 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 pretty much like that's to me that's what it feels like it's like we there's no support amongst black people i think a lot of it has to do with we don't have as many black leaders as we did back in the day either I mean, yeah, I, I can look at Jesse Williams and say, yeah, Jesse Williams is a black leader. I, I can totally look at him and, and have that statement. But we don't we don't have the polar opposite of him. If you were to compare like MLK and uh, Malcolm X, he would be more in line with, I would say, MLK. We don't really have a Malcolm X. We had one. Tupac. Personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. But yeah, now who do we get? Migos and Lil Wayne? Great. We're doing really good for ourselves. Like and then when you do get somebody that comes up like like a Kendrick Fred J. Cole or yeah. something like that, it's like barely support. We don't we don't have barely. a Fred Davis. We don't have somebody that's a charismatic speaker that's still about that action. And we I mean shit, we see what they did to Fred Davis. His family just within the last what five years settled that lawsuit with the city of Chicago? Where they just they they executed that man because that man could bring together people, and he he was a black panther. He was about that action. He, he ain't here no more. So what? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I don't know. I've been just I've been kind of I was kind of detached. I was reading kind of like reading stories about yeah, this new this new guy, and it's just it's so like like crazy that we can be and we talk about shit happening you know of black males killed however many so many days and stuff like that and i'm just like amazed like dude this shit is like as we speak type shit like again and it's like i don't know man i'm kind of lost for words man i don't really i don't even know what to really say dude like like i just i don't know what's going what's going to happen to like excuse me to change this shit like i i just i i'm i mean we, like we we talk and we have thoughts about certain shit and you know it it, it gets real sometimes a lot of times we get, you know we definitely have humorous conversation about stuff but i really don't know what the fucking really think like i'm like i'm i'm at a total fucking loss like a guy you could you pull a guy over for a fucking taillight and you kill him in front of his kid and his girl for fucking nothing. And how you think that kid gonna grow up now? They don't give a you fuck. You think that man, kid gonna grow up yeah. trusting police? I, I'm I'm sure shit wouldn't. They say that the 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 wife the, the girl I don't know it, it his girl or, or apparently whatever relationship she was to him she posted the video on Facebook after it happened or some shit and mysteriously the shit got deleted and so now at some point it's probably gonna be somewhere but. I just don't understand, man. Like, like we had these conversations, and we hope people listen to the podcast and be able to hear our views because you know we're kind of unfiltered and we you know we speak how we want to speak and things. Like Mike's that. rant looks like it's about to be epic, too. By the way, What's no, that? I got nothing. I'm sitting here like, man, 
the no, no, I, show the no, show, dog. I was like, man, this is supposed to be my spotlight. No, so I, like, go in, dog. And y'all killed it, dog. I got nothing to add. I got, yeah, he's. I got nothing, dog. Y'all, y'all killed it, man. I, I have no, like I, mean, I got nothing to add. I mean, I, I have, I just have nothing because I just, I don't even know where to even, like, you know. This supposed to be my time to shine, dog. Like, <laughs> I mean, enjoy this, y'all. I'm like, I mean, the, I'm like just, the Jordan of like dissing white people, dog. And like y'all like went in. And I'm like, like I got I mean, nothing. And, and, Y'all killed it, man. Like, I'm sitting here chilling like I mean, shit. Yeah, sometimes you, gotta, my sometimes, points, sometimes you just got to enjoy, enjoy the show, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here. I, I'm, I I'm the Kevin Durant of the team right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here like observing like, man, it's crazy, yeah, dog. I mean, man, I, I mean, I, I'm just trying to take in everything, man. And, you know, Steve and Jeff has made, you know, great points. And, you know, I think I think if I had to subscribe, you know, I, I grew up, you know, Christian and I can't say I followed a lot of a lot of stuff, but I think I was I was pushed away from like deep Christianity just because of the I worked at a church and so I always I heard more shit than I probably should have heard, you know what I mean? And so a lot of that stuff kind of pushed me away. And then um, and I don't know how deep you've been, Jeff, just with in your uh, church dealing thing like that, but. Um, Working there, it kind of was one of those things where when I was there, I was always at like a working capacity. So even if I was there for like service or something, I was always working while I was helping somebody do it. And I was just like, I just want to be a fucking member and shit and just come in and just, you know, get what you know, word if you get, you know, and leave and stuff like that. So I've been, you know, pushed away, you know, quite some time. But, you know, in that time, I've met, you know, many of, of people who don't subscribe to Christianity and, like that's like I totally fucking get it. You know what I'm saying? I I get why. You know I got other friends who saw Dylan's in the church and they, Dylan's and they were just like you know I don't want to you know deal with those people. I remember going to like a mega church and uh, matter of fact it was a uh, what's the dude from Atlanta Eddie Long. <laughs> so years ago, um, he used to have they used to have a youth conference down there at his church. And this is like the he touched me in my butt biggest. Hole. He did not. He absolutely did not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Um, and uh, the Eddie Long. The, um, I don't know if y'all ever been to like like mega churches and shit, but uh, they're like fucking huge. I mean, like. I don't mean I, I I can't even like gather the size of like you know like Joe Lewis type big and shit and the thing that kind of really always that threw me off is that how they held like these pastors is like like so high regard to the point where they're say after service they're on like the stage and you can't even get to them like one I seen a guy want to go up and. Like, hey, just want to congratulate you. Good service. And all these fucking henchmen came out like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You know, and it was just like, how do you have. How do you reach the people when you physically. How do you reach the people when the people can't touch you? You know what I mean? I actually actually had somebody approach me with something like that once because I used to work at a banquet hall and. The particular building used to be a seminary. So it was where back in the day it was where people who wanted to be a priest or whatever in in Catholicism would go to study. So the cardinal that we had would be there very frequently. That's where he held mass. So anyway, I'm in the elevator and he got on the elevator. So the cardinal in Michigan is supposed to be like pretty much the highest 
Catholic person in Michigan. So when he got on the elevator, I said hey to him. I asked him how he was doing, how was his day, blah, blah, blah. And the lady who was his bartender looked at me and said, you don't talk to him. You said bartender? Yeah, his bartender. Yeah, like literally, like serve his personal. Stuff? Yeah, he had a personal waitress bartender that like served him all his food and stuff every day. Okay, and she told me you don't just talk to him like he's an everyday normal person, and that pushed me away from religion because I'm like, okay, wait, so everything I read, Jesus walked up and talked to people freely. So how is it that this dude, because he's a pastor, I'm not supposed to have a conversation with him in an elevator? That's rude, just on basic everyday ghetto manners, <laughs> like. And it was the human same manners. Like, I had, yeah, just, just just low level humans yeah, on like a low level right, human natural level, right. life. And I mean, right. like, I had a dude in a church that I used to go to when I was a kid. He was a pastor. Hey, you didn't let her hold the door for you, the, did you? No. Chill. Chill. I um. Dang. I had um. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I can't get his rant out of my head now. Um, I had a pastor the first day he met me. He was trying to get me to like come to his house and oh, no. do his lawn and cut his grass and all this stuff. And then he Make lied to our whole congregation and said that I agreed to join his choir. And I'm like, you a pastor, dog. Like, how would you meet me and lie on me 20 minutes later? So it's like, for me, I think your church experience doesn't happen in church because in church is where people tend to not do what the bible says i've had way better experiences in small groups and in just fellowship with people and in situations like this when i can just talk and like share thoughts ideas verses or whatever because in a church setting it's too easy for stuff to get skewed and people to forget like what the whole purpose is it's like I love that church. Like, I had been going to that church since I was six. At the time, I was, like, 19, 20 years old. And I didn't want to go back because of him. Like, so, it's the same thing. Like, when you say you got pushed out of religion, like, I 100% get it. Because there's way too many people in churches that ruin it for people. But I think, like, for me, I, I make sure I'm surrounded with especially african-american males that are in that faith and also entrepreneurial types like part real positive whatever and that gives me a better like more positive outlook at it but again i acknowledge that that's a choice that i made because that's a lifestyle and that's a decision that's comfortable and works for me i don't go around to everybody else saying hey i do this and it works and i feel good and you should too and if you don't you a sinner and you're going to hell because it's not my place to make that decision like i i'm a hypocrite if i do that and i think that too many people in churches forget the fact that it's their choice and that's something that they decided to make and it's your job at least to my understanding as a christian to just embody what it means to be christ-like and like even a lot of the more like the the not good that's a horrible sentence the not good spokespeople for atheism will come along and like try to say oh the this is a big thing for you to say being a christian it's like christian just means like christ it doesn't say be christ it doesn't say you know you have to be perfect it just says you believe in the same things that he believed in and you embody those the best way you can 
Am I a sinner? Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> of course. Like, I had a porn addiction. I miss watching it. I cuss a lot. I say fucked up shit about people at work when they're not around. Like, duh. Like, I'm a, I sin every day. But I acknowledge that mine are no better or no worse than anybody else's. So I'm not going to go up to somebody else because the book that I read says that what they do is a sin and be like, well, you're a horrible person because my book says this. Because I've read other verses that the book says that the shit that I do is bad too. So it's like, like that's why I said like when people say that they, they stop going to church and they don't mess with you, I 100% get it. Because there's too many people in that community that distort and warp, in my opinion, what it should actually mean and make it into something negative when it really doesn't need to be that. Um, and I and I, I thank you definitely thank you for sharing that. I think too I I don't want to make sure like make it seem like you know every everything in Christianity that I've dealt with was fucked up because I always I've met like I've had many like mentors that I still consider a mentor to this day, and to the point where Me I too. started uh, I started working and turned off like thirteen. I got a job doing like file and this, like simple stuff like that and the dudes in my neighborhood because they didn't have fathers they couldn't accept the fact that another man would take a, another child under them and do that so they made all kind of random accusations this is before you know a lot of stuff was saying you know you know this is well at least in my knowledge um by hearing about pastors being you know uh, church officials being like homo you know homosexuals and taking kids under stuff like that they didn't understand another man taking a child and keeping him under his wing unless it was like homophobic or something so i remember having so many guys like well is he gay you know what I'm saying he must be gay because what are y'all doing like no this is just another man taking another child under his wing and you know showing them things and things of that nature but nothing to that effect so right. i remember hearing that for years like the uh the man who was like my youth pastor, which turned to be my boss, which was being like one of my mentors for years, they gave all kind of stuff because he was he 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 wasn't a virgin, but he was never married, never had kids, and his whole mission was youth. So he took in, he had dudes living with him, but he took him in for just to, to nurture and to build them up and things of that nature and they called that man gay and all this shit for years and never had any proof other than he was a man that took another another youth under his wing and did shit so it was like you know I could never say that you know so should we criticize black men for not doing enough of he basically got ostracized for to a certain yep. degree oh, he, do, he definitely yeah. got ostracized and you know and I, I think that's one thing like you know just because your daddy hit around on me that another man that don't know you is trying to fuck with you and shit. You know the what I mean? The killer part is that's in the Bible too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what gets me about that when they see people do that and they're like, oh, why are you doing all that? for it? Because the Bible says raise a godly seed. It doesn't say birth it. You know what I'm saying? So like when I when I got with my wife, bef- when we were dating, her son came up one day and was and told her he wanted to call me dad. And I was like, I told him, I was like, look, if you want to call me dad, that's fine. You're more, of course, I will let you call me that. But understand that if you make that decision, that's a decision for life. I'm going to piss you off. I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to do stuff that you don't like. You're not going to agree with me all the time. But I'm not going to decide one day that 
this is turned off and you back to just being my girlfriend's son if you decide that you want me to be that person then i'm gonna be that person forever that's a lifelong commitment like i told i I told him that and it's like which it it feeds me back into the whole thing with the guy who made the speech it's like whenever somebody try to do something positive it's always 10 people trying to make it into something negative so it's like you would get a guy that's trying to legitimately do some positive things and mentor and try to look out for because i used to be a volunteer mentor and i used to get the same shit like and the guy who i worked with which he may or may not have been an unscrupulous person but (laughs) even with that aside he bit he he's gotten more people than i can count jobs he's taking people in when they needed a place to stay he's giving people money he's bought people clothes like negative points not put aside but if you like whatever rumors there were about him he still did many positive things for people on his own time and on his own money when he didn't have to and we caught mad flack for like i lived across the street from a boy's home and you would think that the staff would have been like oh wow these two young black men are coming to talk to all these younger black men and try to get them out of this system and move them along and do something positive and that was not the reception we got at all it was more why are you here you don't work here you can't be here this is you're not this person's mentor you have to go through clearance systems like I feel like, again, like that's our community trying instead of allowing people to build up the youth that we have, they find excuses to keep them where they are. And like I've always I've always attested to the fact that the biggest thing that's going to change the way we live is changing the people who's going to take over like our society. So I like put a large focus on right now. Right. I put a large focus on how I raise my son, my nephew, you know, so any young black man that's around me because it's like I don't expect white people or non-minorities to treat us any different when you got 20 of our youths running around doing fuck shit because they heard Migos or somebody else talk about it in a song. Like if they see it in them. I can't be mad at them for having a stereotypical view if we live up to it every single day. Like, I can't be mad at an atheist person for not liking Christian people when they live up to their stereotype every day. What I understand is how people can be mad at minorities for having an opinion about police and the government when they live up to that stereotype every single day. Like, that's my, my biggest thing about stereotypes is... It's fine to have it, but once it's disproven, you got to let that shit go. And if I run across somebody, if I'm walking down the street and I see a black dude and I'm like, okay, is this nigga going to rob me? Is he cool? And he come up and he cool? I'm through with that. Like, I'm going to let that shit go. If I get pulled over by a cop and he come to my car and he's polite and he's respectful, I'm going to let that shit go. Like, I'm not going to just assume that this dude, whether he's white, black, Asian, female, male, alien, whatever, if he comes... And he's doing his job. I'm not going to just assume that he's out to murder me. Like because he's already disproven the stereotype. So I feel like like that's not the same respect we get. I'm jumping all over topics. But I feel like 
Yeah, we do. You know all, what I'm saying? We do it every week. If you <laughs> if you come to a it's like the dude, what's the dude's name that just got shot? Oh, uh, Philando Cast Castell. Other one, Sterling. Oh. oh. It's fucked up because we don't know who just got killed. What? It's because it's too many. Like, dog, it's I mean, crazy. But like, yeah, for him, like, I feel like if you come up to this dude, okay, yeah, you walk up to the store just to play devil's advocate. There's a black man illegally selling CDs in front of a legal, in front of a liquor store, and he carries a gun. Approach with caution. But then you walk up to him and he, and the owner of the store tells you, no, he's cool. He's here all the time. Never causes a problem. You got to let that shit go. Like, and then if you walk up to him and he's like, oh, you know, no, I'm not the guy. I'm just out here trying to sell some CDs so I can, you know what I'm saying, get me a fifth and go buy me a dime bag or whatever his vice is. Let that shit go. Don't wrestle him to the ground and kill him. Like, because he's already disproven what your fear is. Like. And I feel like we don't get that respect from people. It's like, no, you're the black guy that I saw in CB4 and I got to kill you just in case. Like, that shit is, to me, that shit is fucked up. It's horrible that we don't get, like, there's nothing, I feel like there's nothing we can do as black men to not be looked at that way. Like, we can dress nice, we can speak well, we can have an education, we can have a good job, we can take care of our families, we can live in a nice neighborhood. It don't matter. And none of it matters. Like none of it means a thing because it's like, but you're brown, so you might try to kill me, so I gotta murder you. Like shit's horrible. Like I feel like the only purpose for Facebook Live is for when I get pulled over, if I should get pulled over, and so that shit is live streaming, so they can't delete that shit. Well, shit. At this point, they deleted the the video the chick posted. So I'm like, at this oh, point, shit, that just kills that. that yeah. So it's like you know. <laughs> Bamboo, you know what? Is what this I feel like. I, I, you know, you have like. I don't even know how to even word it. Like, I hate that these. I hate that these guys are these men dudes that look just like us are dying. And I, but I just hope that their their deaths are not in vain. Like I just hope that something comes from this shit. Like, like dog, you just didn't die from the. Excuse me. For no fucking CDs, you know what I'm saying? It's something better has to happen for this shit. You know what I'm saying? It just can't be because you have fucking CDs and police are fucking fucked up. Your your death gotta mean more. Your death gotta your death has to 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 spark change. You know. I mean, they all should have, and they haven't. You know what I'm saying? So I I I just feel like the, I mean, we had our ancestors. Our ancestors died. And you know things got better progressively. I guess you know we're not picking cotton anymore. Yeah, but, but I mean, but we're not free. Now. You know, I mean, means I'm you sure know. You're that chart too was like the last. Oh my bad. The last fifty years uh, is pretty much the free time we've had. Before that, you had slavery. Then you had segregation, and it's just the last fifty years or so. I'm only thirty-five, so you mean to tell me that's only fifteen years? Before I was born, before all this shit really popped off. That's it. So you telling me I'm out? No, you ain't got to deal with that. No, I do. Don't don't you you don't go through the same shit I do. And I, I hate the fact that you know the white people I do know that I'm cool with. Ah, oh, well you you don't really deal with that shit. Like get over it. No, like you you don't know what the fuck I'm going through. They don't through. understand. Cause you don't have like... to go through that shit. 
I think like the thing that bugs me about that is there's no empathy outside of the black community when it comes to something like that. That's like you can go and find any group of black men and be like, yo, have you ever had an incident with the with authorities that you thought was racist and everybody's hand would go up and then everybody's other hand would go up. And it's like they don't I feel like they don't understand that it's not that we just talk about the shit just because we mad or just because it's a hot topic to talk about. Like, I don't, I can't speak for everybody else. I have a physical reaction when I have to deal with police. Like, there's legit, I don't, like, I've, t- I've told people before, I don't hate police officers. I fear police officers because I feel like if I deal with one, I could be killed at any moment and that police officer will get little to no recourse but a paid leave. Like, and they don't, People don't get that. Like, it's not just that we talk about it just because we like ranting and raving about the shit. It's and it, it we have matter. a legit. You could, be, you could be fucking Carlton from the Fresh Prince. You could have the squeakiest clean record. You you just happen to be brown. I, right. No felonies. Never owned a gun. Never been in four point st- it, it wouldn't matter. And that's a straight reality that we have to deal with. Is like if we run across authority figures, we could die. Whether it's a taillight out speeding or we shoplifted some black and miles. Like we could die just from getting pulled over and people really don't understand the fear that we have to face in knowing that. I got I got pulled over in Dearborn uh a couple of, couple of months ago, maybe even longer. Um I was going down Ford Road going towards the freeway and I seen him, he followed me for a while and so I didn't know why the fuck he was pulling me over. Well, I knew it wasn't because of what I did. I figured, because I had a cracked windshield. I'm like, maybe he looked at my fucking windshield or some shit. He pulled me over. I had on... Matter of fact, remember, it was, it was, that was last summer, because I think I had, I had met uh, uh, my wife down at uh, um, Cabin's Marshes. I ain't seen you down. We had met up for like lunch or some shit like that. So that was back, it like last summer or some shit. Yeah, so... I'm going now for I get pulled over and I had on like I had on hoop shorts so I didn't have my wallet in my pocket I had it in my my um, middle console or some shit so he pulls me over asks my information and so he's like you know license registration and I'm like uh, I need to go in my um, console so I'm reaching so I'm just I'm talking I'm like I need to go in my console so I'm reaching for my wallet and he looks at me all strange like why are you giving me these like instructions and white i'm like i'm looking like nigga because we be he, he looked at me like i'm crazy and i'm die. like nigga because i ain't trying to get popped i like i just want to go in here i'm not reaching for a gun i'm reaching for my wallet and he was obviously you know i guess he was a decent cop because he didn't one he didn't kill me uh two he <laughs> didn't he, he thought it was and he thought it was and he thought it was fucked up that i'm telling him that i'm what i'm doing but i'm like Dog, they don't like we, to acknowledge we, that people shit. look just like me be dying for this stupid shit like the fucking dude the dude that just died today that could have easily and now my thing is that shit freaks me out because that could have been me yeah i carry my gun in my car why because right. i can and that's that, that's what the guy the guy carries he's illegal carry he said he has a gun he's he's you know whatever you know he had to say you know you just said it you know whatever protocol you say to alert yeah. them that you have a uh you know a weapon and he reaches for his wallet yeah, I'm going, and I think it's, I could have had anything in there, but I'm telling him, hey, I'm reaching, so I put, like, I had my left hand, my right hand on the door, and I'm reaching, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do everything to make sure that you don't think I'm going for something other than my fucking wallet. And he's looking at me crazy like, why are you going through all these stuff? I'm like, because I don't want to die. Because in reality, we that's, shouldn't that's have to reality. do all that. Yeah, that's my reality, <laughs> dog. And we I'm just shouldn't like, have to go through right. all that. Yeah, I'm just like, dog, I'm not trying to get popped for getting my wallet. Like, I want it because I almost said, do you want to reach in here to grab it? I was like, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm reaching. I've said that, though. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Like before I got my CCW, because again, Arizona, you can still carry your uh, weapon. It's just got to be in plain sight. You can do that here. Yeah, so I, they I, don't want you to know that. Yeah, I told them. Like, yeah, so when you get in the car, is it considered concealed then? Nope. So that, okay, that's different than Michigan because you can open carry here, but as soon as you put your weapon in your car, when it's loaded, it's considered concealed. Whatever. Know. That's why you can you can literally get you know go to jail or get a ticket or pull over. But once you put your loaded weapon in the car, at that point, it's concealed. So it's not if you don't have a, a carrying permit, that's considered, con, you know, concealed or whatever or whatever. So I, I, I remember hearing, you know, just the laws about that. But, yeah, I'm just like, no, I don't want to get shot. Like, here's my wallet. But, you know, I mean, I'm here today, so I didn't get killed. Um, I didn't even get a ticket. He just was like, yeah, just get your windshield fixed. But, you know, people don't have the uh, it's, I mean, a lot of guys don't have the luxury of not getting fucked up or dying and shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, we, you know. We started talking about Anton Sharp, um, Sterling, excuse me, and then as I'm just randomly looking on on Twitter, another fucking dude is killed by you know, and he's killed by his, his fucking girl. I, I was just looking at the video; he's fucking shot in the car, all you know, dying and shit. And this girl, luckily, she's recording video because if she's not recording video, video, all they're gonna say is that he pulled a gun, so I shot him, and there's yep. nothing to prove it. Although we've seen many cases where. That shit still don't fucking matter. <sighs> yeah. It was the one case, and that's the only case I can think of in recent memory, where they actually arrested the cop and convicted him for, uh, what was it, attempted, what was it, North Carolina or South Carolina? And then the shit that pissed me off about that video is the guy asked him, well, why did you shoot me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, that, is that the one where the dude yeah, like got out the car yeah. and then he was like, let me see ID and he yeah, turned around to get it? Seen that? Yep. Shot him like was it once or twice? Twice. And then, it, yeah. if I remember correctly, he damn near like apologized for it. I'm like, why are you apologizing? Yeah. Yep. He was like, why should be? I was just getting my life shit. He did apologize so fucking much. That's because they had. It's to a point now where we feel like we gotta apologize, apologize for making for them jump the gun and shoot us. Not apologize for doing shit. what they asked us to do in the first place. But again, like nobody. But black men and minorities get that. Like everybody else is like, oh, you guys are over exaggerating. You're blowing this out of proportion. No. I mean, you see. We can die if we run into a police officer. You see the video, like, I think, Jeff, you posted it. They were trying to apprehend a white guy. And they're trying to like stun him and do everything to get him on the ground. Yeah. You think of situations like Dylan Roof. He walked from a black church, moped eight or nine fucking black people, and they apprehended him and took him to get something to eat because he was hungry. You know, you think of the the fucking uh, Aurora shooter who, uh, you know, shot all these folks up, apprehended. You know, you it's countless fucking white killers that's been apprehended for doing so much shit. And our people are getting killed. For smoke, not putting her cigarette out. Nothing that's well. One, there, first off, there is no fucking crime other than trying to shoot another person that should be dealt with with fucking a death penalty, you know, on site. 
You know what I mean? Like it's just not. So it. Yeah. So um, we're at about push up on two hours, and we. we I, no, I I am like totally in awe because I'm like this is gonna be my time. I'm about the rant. I'm about to my. <laughs> I'm about to do my whole slandering white people joint, dog. I got to go in there. Y'all killed it, man. Like, I I have nothing to add, man. Y'all y'all fucking killed it, man. We had phenomenal guests tonight, man. I I, I got nothing to add, man. Y'all y'all took everything that I had to say. And you know it's fucking uh, odd when Mike has nothing to add. Yeah, dude. This, this is easy as the least is, that I've ever had to say, man. I mean, there's... I'm there's, just sitting here texting this like, shit. There's been like... 96 episodes when he has something to add. <laughs> and now <laughs> the next episode. 95, remember 39 don't exist. Like, oh, yeah, oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I got nothing, man. But you're right, you're right. Yeah, y'all, y'all killed it, man. But um, so, creeping about two hours, let's talk about real quick. Do you guys have any idea how we fix this? Because that, that, I think that's the, the key. Because I, like, for me on my Facebook feed, I've seen a whole lot of people saying like, "Hey, don't watch the videos. Don't do this because it's gonna it's gonna make you upset." And like, uh, we all it does promote. Oh, that's that's what that's I say. Absolutely. But they're all like, it, it promotes the idea of uh making you feel defeated and making you feel like yeah, like uh, you know, police I, are really? uh, have all this power like and all this just, shit. And I was just looking, and I think Mike was he was alerted because I was just you know mentioned in a comment about you know not watching, you know having self care and all the other shit. Who's that? I what don't. About? Yeah, I don't. I don't. One and how do we how do we change it? I don't know. But one, I don't subscribe to not watching. I'm not gonna tell you to watch, but I'm not gonna tell you not to watch. But I would, I would, I would push you to dig into finding out what you can find. Excuse me, find out. As far as that, I don't know, man. I feel like we've protested enough, you know. We burnt down fucking buildings and in, in in St. Louis. And honestly, I don't know what the fucking do. I say, well, for one, I I say oh I God. say watch it. I say watch it. I say make other people watch it because I feel like there's no nobody in school when they get to history class says okay we're gonna learn about the holocaust but we're not gonna show you any images from it that doesn't happen like there's no other like in history and all the genocides that happen they don't sit there and say oh well we don't want to talk about this and we don't want to show you they show you like they make you understand what happened so you feel bad and you have remorse for the for that but There's when it comes to what's happening right now, it's like, oh, well, no, don't talk about No, you talk about it so that people – I think awareness is one of the key things that will start to make some sort of minuscule dent in what goes on. And I think the second part, at least the approach that I take, is self-accountability. Like I feel like I do everything I can to not own up to – the stereotypes that are out there and I try to make sure my kids and anybody that I can influence have the same mentality as well so that there's no way you can push off on oh well he was just a typical hoodlum or whatever no because everybody who knows me or everybody who knows my son or my nephew or whatever is going to know if you try to spin that story about them this shit won't fly like but it, it kind of sounds like you're saying like you want to make sure that your you and your kids behave to a standard 
to where they're not going to get shot. No. And well, not to a standard to where they're not going to get shot to a standard that elevates them from the image that's painted on us. Because I but, feel like the image exactly, that's painted on that's us is this like hoodlum, criminal, thug, whatever, and that I don't agree with. I don't think we should be out running but, rampant. But how do you stolen left and right? Like this is true. They pick and I choose like, the parts I love, that they like. I, I like tattoos. I think tattoos are a form of art. I have a shitload of fucking tattoos. I'm getting more. I keep my hair cut low because I live in fucking Arizona. It's hot. Can't grow my hair out. Shit burns. It's hot as fuck. But I'm, uh, again, I. But I don't think your haircut and your tattoos dictate how you but carry yourself. Because my complexion is a little bit lighter, so at least in Arizona, I'm sometimes confused as being Latino as well. So unfortunately for me, when they tried to do that SB49 bullshit, and I had just bought a newer car, I was getting pulled over left and right because I quote unquote fit the description. What's mm. SB49? It was oh, the nice. law that they tried to pass in Arizona, um, the immigration shit. Okay. So essentially, it was they could stop you and pull you over for no so fucking reason. So like stop and frisk with like car to a certain degree, but it was completely profiling. Show your papers. And basically, that, that's Germany. all it was. That's a different conversation. Which is incredibly fucking fucking racist as fuck. It's Arizona, yep. but yeah. yeah, but again, that's that's an issue for me. So it it doesn't matter what I do. If I want to be me, I can't be me because me being me is considered quote unquote looking as a thug. Even well, though, even though I work I'm not, for, saying, I work for I'm not saying how you look, I'm saying how you carry yourself. So if you like, if it's a difference between you know wearing what's considered to be hip hop clothes gotta, or having that to me image to get to know me versus to you're out in public, you loud, you tearing shit up, you have no respect for property, you have no respect for other people. Like uh, to me, that's the difference. I, I get where you're coming from, that, but you a lot of times we don't even get to that point because that's a white lady can see me from across the street. I fucking watch Japanese anime all goddamn day. That shit is amazing. Can't wait for Attack on Titan season two. But um, I'm one of the nerdiest motherfuckers you'll see. I work I work for the government. I do IT for a living. I watch anime and I chill with my wife and my son. I don't I don't do shit else. And I, I talk incessantly about football. That's that's pretty much my fucking life. But you're not going to ever get to know that about me because you're going to have these preformed opinions on me when you just see me. You mm-hmm. see a big six foot two, 265 pound black guy. Yeah, I did lose that much weight from the challenge. And, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's all you're going to see. You're going to see bald head. You're going to see beard. You're going to see tattoos. And then you're going to make this assumption based off of what you see. Rather than speaking, and I speak to everybody when you walk. Hey, how's it going? Don't get that but shit back. Again, I feel like that goes into what I was saying earlier. If you got this stereotype that you have in your heart, like you can't, I feel like you can't control the initial reaction you get to a person. If I get pulled over, I'm start shaking and I'm going to start being nervous. But if they come to the car and they're not like, they don't portray that, then that's, then I can let go of it. So I feel like if you, you know, like I don't always dress like right now I got on khaki pants, but sometimes I have on sweats, triple XT, you know what I'm saying? A fitted cap, gym shoes, because I dance, I do hip hop. I like the hip hop culture. I like the hip hop clothes. So if I'm going into an event or something like that, my attire and the way I carry myself is totally different, but it doesn't change the way I speak and the way I behave. Like, and I'm not, I'm still not going to be outside 
where you can hear me from across the street down the block cussing talking about bitches and hoes and stuff like that that's never gonna happen even if my attire changes so i feel like it's but it's a behavior standpoint that you do talk like that it is but that's something that i think is going to take a long time to change because it's too many of us that again portray that exact negative stereotype and even if it's even if you line up 10 of us and one does it the focus is going to be on that one it's not going to be on all the ones that don't do it it's automatically going to be like typical niggers they're just faking it like it's not going to it's not going to change until enough of us start to behave and carry ourselves differently and i think that there's too many especially young black male nope i can't say especially young it's too many black males that carry themselves in a way that invite that kind and that's a harsh way to say invite but they 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 give off and demonstrate and solidify that stereotype that people have of us because they live up to it i kind of disagree with that because i think now there's more successful black men than there ever been before there are i'm not i don't disagree with that at all that's 100 percent true you can still be successful without that that's 100 percent true i'm not saying that there aren't any i'm saying that on the negative spectrum there's too many that's what i'm saying so i'm saying like right now if we was to go that way west downtown or whatever area and we go to a bar it's not going to be the same as if we go to the local smoke shop. If we go to the local smoke shop, it's going to be a bunch of well, well-spoken, well-dressed, well-respected, entrepreneurial-type, educated black men in there that's going to carry a conversation for hours in a very educated fashion, probably better than a lot of non-minorities. But if we go down to starters or a strip club or a liquor store in the hood... It's going to be just as many, if not more, doing the exact opposite and doing exactly what everybody's expecting us to do when they see us. That's where my issue lies, is that there's not enough people holding our adult generation accountable for how they carry themselves and teaching our younger generation to not carry themselves that way. Well, I guess the issue that I have with that whole that that kind of sentiment is that you know we're gonna have folks who you know say dress lesser for sake of argument, but that's not the word I want to want to use. You know, dress in a you know urban way or whatever, and or whatever the case. Whatever, even even if you got you know the guy that's dressing in a say baggy clothes or something, and he's fucking I don't know fucking selling movies that's fucking illegal there's always a due process for shit so if dude is fucking on the corner selling movies and it's and it's illegal that's not a fucking death sentence you know what i'm saying there you know things should be dealt with how they was dealt with if he's illegal and doing some shit whatever he's like if he's say he is doing some shit he's not supposed to do whatever the case is by whatever laws and so forth it should be dealt with accordingly and all this shit shouldn't be death sentences for dressing the way you dress you're doing some shit you know what i'm saying it's not you know death worthy like the problem i have is like they're giving death sentences for shit that's not death sentence worthy and whether you're doing something wrong or not we're being killed for shit that's not worthy of that we're not you know you you know 
I, I wouldn't even bring up a story of a guy was, you know, put on a gun on the police and started firing him and shit. You know, he just got what he got. You know what I'm right. saying? But for people who are doing shit that's less worthy, Mike Gar I mean, um, Eric Gardner or Mike Brown or, you know, any of those guys or, uh, you know, they're not doing anything that's death worthy and that shit shouldn't happen. You know, if you're just supposed to go to jail for some silly shit, you're just supposed to go to fucking jail. You're not supposed to be, you know, killed for the shit. You know what I'm saying? And then at that point, you don't have a story to tell, so it's only video if it is, and you know, police word and shit. I guess, and I and I'm not, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying, like, I guess, in answer to Mike's question, is that's what I think, or at least what I feel like, what the initial step to solving a problem is, is that I don't like the fact that as a black man, the initial reaction I get when someone sees me is thug that's what i don't like and i I, feel like correct me if i'm wrong but it kind of sounds like your remedy for the situation is the this is gonna sound crazy but to be a better nigga (laughs) i mean but but to be real Um, but i mean it sounds like you're saying like we shouldn't be out here acting crazy or all that shit which is valid but like the the remedy to this situation isn't to present ourselves in a light to where we shouldn't get shot. The remedy to the situation is to not get shot. Like and to make not- sure that, that these uh these racist ass cops are not exceeding their boundaries. Okay. I don't I don't think that it comes down to us being <laughs> I Say swear it. I'm going to use that shit. Being a better nigga. Um, <laughs> I think it's, again, like, I'm a big proponent on uh, personal accountability. So I feel like I've always had an issue with the fact that we have this ginormous negative stereotype on us and we own up to it too often. That's not to say that that gives them a pass to do the shit that they do. But I've always... Like, the example I use is if I have a room and my bed is in a position to where the sun shines in my eyes every morning, I'm not going to try to make the sun do something different. I'm just going to move the bed because that's something I can control and that's something that I can adjust. I'm not going to try to go and adjust the officers. Do they need to be adjusted? Absolutely. Absolutely. The without a the doubt. Sun, they, without a doubt. I'm just the saying that's the, the example sun. I use. The sun is fucking that's nature, the example dog. I use the, the officers is fucked up people. They dog. are. I'm not I'm not arguing that they aren't fucked up and we that they don't need the to wheel. do something different. They definitely do need to do something different, but again, I don't think that that means that we don't either. There's stuff that there's things that I think that our own community needs to adjust and needs to be addressed. And I think that's a step towards solving the issues that they have. But the issues that they have need to be addressed in a totally different faction. They need to be punished differently when they do the things that they do, which they aren't. There's no way that you should be able to murder somebody unjustly and with, before it's even investigated. It's okay, well, you just go and leave and you get paid for it. That should never happen. There should always be some sort of recourse for taking a life of another human without just cause absolutely and that comes into what he was saying about using the power you have in legislation and voting and all those things 
and that's what I said. I'm not at all saying that there's not something that needs to be done about them because it is an immense amount of things. What I'm saying is I don't ignore the fact that there's things on our end that we need to change as well. And yeah, that's I mean, always been something that I feel like needs to be addressed. I mean, I, I, I feel you, but at the same time, it's almost kind of like relating it to the situation of uh, when women get raped and shit. And it's like you could say like, hey, if you weren't if you weren't dressed so sexy, you might not have got raped. Like maybe you could just dress a little bit more casual, and then maybe the sun wouldn't have raped you. Like, <laughs> like and but to, and to be perfectly honest, it's like, yeah, you make a valid point that we got a whole lot of shit that we need to handle. But all the shit that we need to handle does not justify the shit that they do. So I'm it's not like, saying it justifies. No, you're not saying that. Yeah, you're not saying that. But I feel like that shit don't even need to be in the conversation because, like, the shit that we do that's fucked up, that's not exclusive to us. Like, every every race and every gender all has, every sexuality, they all have shit that's fucked up that might pertain to them. True. But that doesn't make it, like, you can't say, like, okay, so, uh, you know, you got gay people who need to change this type of shit so that people don't discriminate against them. Like, no, you just need to let gay people cook, like... They need to just not be discriminated against. And like, yeah, we got fucked up shit that we do, but none of that shit makes it so that what happens to us is okay. Angry black man is not going to change because I have every fucking right to be angry. That too. That's like, true. We do every that, right, that, but he's I not even talking about angry. He's talking about just the way like niggas nig, basically. And like, I mean, yeah, I look I, at it like, like, like they do, like, like we do fucked up shit that like it's it's times where I see shit and I'm like this is why they shoot us because y'all do this dumb shit and like it's like that happens but at the same time it's like we can't be out here like we need to fix uh part of of, of who we are and even though part of who we are is is fucked up you know it's like it's like yeah it's it's ways we could be better as a people but at the same time we can't really say like we need to alter who we are and what we should out of Mike you see how I did that don't take credit <laughs> like. But we need to. I mean, we need to hold these motherfuckers accountable, dog. Like the they're not out here be, shooting us because we out here like, oh, uh, they out here. Accountable because we have no positions of power. The system is working exactly as it's supposed to right now because we're in no position. To I mean, being be we should be though. Be, like, be, be, right. being be, being better niggas is not gonna keep us from getting killed. We 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 decide to say, you know, that's what? the that's we're, the that's the point right we're, there. We're gonna pull up our pants. And we can do gonna, everything we're, you we're, said, we're and it wouldn't matter. We're gonna, no problem with that is, we already did that. We did that in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, and I, and I'm totally agree. I'm just saying, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And put up our pants, you know, dressing civil, and we you know, addressing the police with, you know, sir and all that shit is still gonna get us fucking killed. And it's like we do all that shit, and then it's like, then what? Do we like not be fucking black and they still could they like they still gonna do the shit? I don't see nothing changing as far as our exterior, our posture, our economic. You know, it's it's. I don't think the thing those things are gonna change us from being killed like we are. It's already been done. Uh, the the girl who was taken into custody and died in custody. I can't. I don't know. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. She hey, was, you're right, Sandra Bland. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, fucked up, and I, I'm, I'm pissed. I've been wanting to bring her for the last five minutes, but I couldn't think her name and I felt bad. Sandra Bland, you know, moved to a different state to do well. She was, you know, working and all that shit, and she was still killed. You know what I mean? So it's like. 
we're we have situations where people are you know they're not fucking you know in thug activity or some shit like that you know the guy the guy that was killed uh today or uh wednesday today you know he had a obviously he wasn't a felon because he had a he he was able to carry not even possible to be he a put anything and 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 i bet you i i will and i don't have much money but i'll bet it all that the nra won't be tomorrow supporting his ass you know and you Doubtful. know and 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 vouching for him and things like that. That's not gonna happen. He's still gonna be an issue with him being black and whatever the fuck they decide to, you know what I'm saying? So I I I think I think Jeff the I why I, I agree with some of the points that you're you're making with that. I think that I think that's a whole different conversation. I don't think that conversation can be put in the conversation of why are these other people dying and stuff? I feel like as a people, we do have to do better in a, in a lot of situations. You know, we talked about, you know, having more black businesses and, you know, saying people doing better in, the, in our neighborhood. It's still, and stuff like for the that. conflict, though, it still comes down to what I said earlier. It's either going to be by reason or it's going to be by force. What other reason do we have left? How are you going to reason with me? Yeah. I mean, what what, what can you tell me? Because the, the individual that got shot in Minnesota can't be a felon, can't have any type of criminal uh, background because he couldn't have got a CCW. That's not possible. So please, please tell me you, you're putting some spin on that. At this point now, I'm waiting like, you know, so I'm waiting, he's he's say, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on his mug shot. I mean, obviously now the pictures will be painted now because y- y'all just saw the video. Y'all was looking is it's going to be him fucking welling in the fucking seat with his wife beat her own bloody and his girl recording the whole thing. That's gonna be the image we have of him, and who knows what happens with the cop? He's already on paid leave, and it needs to be the officers need to have more accountability for what they do. But in order for that to happen, that means that one, we need to exercise rights as far as voting and as far as doing little local like you said local stuff going to city council meetings and actually like participating in the things that affect them and not just doing facebook shares what I, was saying, I, think that's, don't I think that's do that. i think that's alice in wonderland what, well i think that's like bullshit no 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 i'm not trying to change you i feel like i feel like that's like cookie cutter like bullshit like i feel like that's the shit that we say like almost to like appease all these motherfuckers that's killing us. Like we need to go through the proper channels and all this bullshit. Like well, the proper cha- but no, none but of that but shit gonna fucking matter, no, dog. I, 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 I What's the you, reaction then if we do take the take the standpoint of okay, if you kill another innocent black man, then two hundred of us are marching down to the police station and dragging a dude out. What's the reaction we get from that? I don't think it should be that small. But what's the reaction we get when we do it? Is I the think question that, that I have. I think that the reaction to that would be essentially ineffective. I think that we need to think on a bigger scale. And I think that at this point, there's no way we combat this situation without making uh, racist white cops feel like they can be held accountable for what they do. And I, I I understand that I'm to the far side. Like I'm, a, I'm I'm personally I'm on like the far like Malcolm X side of the shit. Like I feel like 
we're not we're beyond the point of like hey let's uh try to figure out a civil way to handle this let's go through the proper channels and all the legal reason, reasons out the window so yes, I, I don't think there's any more reason. I, I feel like the the proper channels and all that shit, that's all bullshit. None of that's none of that's gonna pop off. So then the question that I would ask is, if that's the standpoint we take, are we prepared for the backlash that comes from it? I am. Yeah, I agree. I am too. I am too. But I think, gotta think about how that's gonna affect your son because is it gonna affect yeah. is it gonna affect them in a way where they're like okay. Just hypothetically, it's either they're going to say, okay, they're angry now and they're fed up with this shit and we got to stop. Or they're going to take the standpoint of this is what they've what we've expected from this. This is what they've always done. What's that? They don't know when that's going to come. Because at this point, you can only push somebody so much before that motherfucker just snaps. Agreed. I'm quite sure that they're just wondering every day, is today going to be the day? And it might be. It, yeah. it really, it really might be. And that day needs to come. I but, guess for me, my fear would be the best word is that that approach gives them, in their mind, the excuse they need to justify everything that they've done. Because they then we've done, we've done exactly what we're thought to do we've behaved exactly the way they expect to 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 behave and react and now there's no reason to i can't say respect people any less because they don't but like i feel like that's that that course of action is gonna cause it's either you understand by reason or you understand by force they they're clearly not understanding my reasoning but are they? I I feel. I guess I feel like to me they're so pre-programmed that force to them is gonna read as this is just how they are. This this they already demographic they already are just that aggressive, that's violent how we people, are. and that's they just how they are. So they already see that as how we are. So like the the to me the resolution is they they already see that as how we are. So we're not even justifying that they just that's just how they are that's how they, they see us as that vision that's how they are and we're not living up to that i, I think at this point the resolution is kind of like eh, we might have to live up to that like I, I i feel like at this point it's like we need to fight back and i feel like we're at a we're we're at a position where we are in the 2016 version of 1968 like we need to stand up. We need like the full Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and uh, but beyond sit-ins and all that soft bullshit. Cause sit-ins are only gonna get motherfuckers killed. Like we need to. I think there's room for. I both. think there's. I think there's. You say you there's room for what? I think there's room for both the sit-ins, the marching. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I, I think, think the city. Exactly I think it's dead. There's room for both. I don't think it's gonna you, work. I think guys, that's dead. What do you guys think? Uh, okay, so just think, just. Let's just use Detroit for example. Um, other, other than like, our, our, I think the main probably police brutality incident we've had um, Malice was Malice Green, um, and and now in the recent, the most recent five years or so like that, you think of Ayanna Jones, which was still kind of you know crazy circumstances and stuff like that. 
a lot of things have changed Detroit where now we have, you know, more of a, you know, uh, black city council. We have more of our people in like roles of that nature. And coincidentally, we don't have as many of those issues happening in Ferguson. When Mike Brown died, no one voted. There was no uh, really black representation representation in any of their local government. There was, you know, there, uh, a, a big thing with them is that their the police force was mostly white in a mostly black, you know, area. Do you think that if things changed where they had more representation and local, more black representation and like local government, that that would actually change some some cities and things of that nature? Nope. Well, I think like I feel like Detroit is an example that that can work though. How? Because the shit doesn't happen that way here. What doesn't happen here? The multitude of blacks dying from cops. Uh, I think that's only a byproduct of the fact that in Detroit we're primarily black and we have primarily black cops. And that's my point. And that's if Detroit able, specifically. But I'm saying, I'm saying, do you think this? I'm saying, do you think this can work in in a different situation if Ferguson became? Uh, 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 more black local, like black local cops government, and shit like black that. cops, something like that. Do you think that can work? Because there's, I mean, there's been situations with black cops. I mean, you think of Baltimore, you, you know, with Freddie Gray. But I'm saying, I think that's reaching. Think, it's not. It's a question. It's not reaching. It's a question. You no, I mean reaching in the sense of like hopefulness, like trying to find a more peaceful, uh law-abiding way of not getting killed like hey let's try to uh, I, just get, I mean exactly even, even after the the fourth section you still have to have a plan in place for everything not to revert back to what it was so you're still going to need organization you're still going to need people in local government you're still going to need your own people or at least people that grew up in that area policing those. so you're still going to need that type of organization after the shit happens that you and I have been talking about, yeah, like the I, whole I feel time, like that could be like an after. Which is why I said earlier, like but, more of us need to look into being police. Because if I see, case of example, if I was a cop and I pulled some kids over and they were smoking weed, I can either I can give you two options: you can either go to jail or you can just t- toss the weed. More than likely, you're gonna fucking toss the weed and I'm gonna send your ass on your way. I'm not gonna fuck up your whole life for a dime bag because I can relate to that shit. Now let's take a white cop. Fresh out of the fucking academy. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I busted that kid for this shit. Well, they train and do that anyway. Exactly. They train and treat us completely. Yeah, but I'm saying like, anybody else. Again, I, you can relate more to your surroundings. Because correct me if I'm wrong. It used to be if you lived in or worked for the city, you had to live in the city. Right. Yep. Right. I think that shit needs to come back because you're able to relate more to your residents. But that's like what I was saying about beat cops. Like they were a part of the and that's kind of that that's my that point. I feel like if the if if you have local local government who are more of the people, which say in Detroit is black, you start having more police officer police officers who are more black and all that stuff. And I'm using Detroit as an example, so it's not it's not like it's not feasible because it happens here. We don't have though that shit happening that happens in other places frequently as that happens. And I don't think that's a that's a myth. That's not I mean, this is a proven example of how it can work. We have, you know, local people in city council, all the other local places and shit like that. I'm just saying if you use Detroit as a motto as far as percentage of African Americans and local government, could that trickle down to police and ultimately trickle down to 
shit like that happening in Minnesota, whatever city that is. Uh, I mean, or, it's, it's potential, but I just... It's, I don't think it's far-fetched, though. Like, it happens, so we know it can work. But is it feasible to have a primarily black uh, political office everywhere? Because that's... The problem is everywhere. We can't say, hey... I mean, I guess that's the question, really. Like, can they really... Well, can it's they not actually- feasible because we don't have the numbers. So we need to make it so that even in situations where we have white people who are in charge, that the shit don't happen. If the key is to make it so that black people are uh, in, you know, in high positions of power, if that's the key, then we're still fucked because we're, we don't have the numbers. That's just not how this country is built. So we need to make it so that the white people believe the same shit that we believe. And I, I, I get that. I, I, that's I, not, I, I definitely get that. That's not going to work out. I think the thing that we're talking about is you're talking about more national scale. We're talking more local right now because, again, the idea would make it to be so that I really don't want to leave the city. I don't want to go to the suburbs. I don't want to go way the fuck out there to buy all this shit. Everything that I need is local. It's in my neighborhood. I'm happy. I'm safe. I'm secure. Because like we talked about with Dearborn earlier, they really don't have a need to leave if they don't want to. Everything is right there. Yeah, but at the same time, I am personally not comfortable with even if we make a situation here where we live in Detroit or Dearborn or any of the surrounding suburbs where we feel like the shit is smooth and we got it good, that doesn't fix the problem. That's just fixes our specific circle that pertains to us. And that doesn't change the whole before you can start running. You can't fix shit on a national scale when you can't even get shit locally. Yeah, but the locally shit, like I said, like I said earlier, the we can't say, hey, we can we got this shit straight in Detroit because Detroit is primarily black and that's not how the rest of the country is. So even if we get shit straight here, I'm not saying going to a white city and and taking over and just, you know, darkening it up. I'm just saying for places like a Baton Rouge, what I would think was, you know, a, a, I'm just saying I, the key is not to have black people in power. The key is to make white people not be pieces of shit. That's the key. It's to make it so that white people aren't being well, fucked up. I think that's a different uh, scenario. That wasn't that's, my scenario. That's the key scenario. That wasn't my that's question. That's the whole problem. <laughs> that wasn't my question, but I get I what you're saying. Oh, okay, my, my bad, but I mean, I, I, I understand the idea. I mean, how overall, we yeah. I mean, overall, and, all of this, we don't... To pertain to ourselves. We want, we want cops to just not be ain't shit. That's one of our big questions. I don't want cops to not be ain't shit. I want white people to not be ain't shit. Because well, it goes beyond police. I want people yeah, people in general not be ain't well, I shit. Say cop, I say cops because Rosen, like we listened to an interview earlier. Rosenberg made a made made the example of the guy, the cop that called in, and he was trying to ask him was there any bad policing that happened, and he was like, and he was like, you know, basically, you know, we need cops. Yes to no question. To yeah, so yes or no question. So we need cops to acknowledge when your cops are fucking up. So I mean, although we may need white people to fess up and say we need white people to do better, we need cops in general, even the cops that's not involved in the shit to say they're wrong. We don't hear those stories we definitely need that. of cops yeah. to say, I mean, and we need we need white people to do better. We need cops to do better. That's every cop. We need black cops to 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 say that, you know, shit's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear black cops saying this shit's fucked up. But I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we need everybody to do better. It's almost like all lives matter. Like, I don't want to hear, like, we need everybody to do better. Like, we need the cops to do better. We need the politicians to do better. We need uh, all these other people to do better. It got to start somewhere, like, though. No, yeah, it does. It does. But, I mean, like, I kind of feel like I don't want to make it to where we make it so that it pertains to ourselves. Like, okay, so if we start 
here and we say, hey, let's have more black politicians that are in favor of whatever in our specific place, that's not going to change the way that all these white folks feel. Like, like we need to actually get so what to where change the, way they the feel? people, yeah, the, to, to change the way they feel, like the way that they behave. Well, what does and that? that's what that's my question and we we posed that question on the podcast like months ago like because i said i was like all this other shit all this surface shit none of that shit matters like i mean it changes the way people feel and how do we do that i don't know so my question is you said earlier that there needs to be more christians that I definitely, I like definitely I didn't did. say we need to have more questions. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said that there should be more Christians that look at or or view things the way that I said it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that comes from me as a person who represents that demographic behaving differently. That's the same example that I was trying to give earlier. Is that I'm not saying that. Like all the other things that you said needs to change don't because they do need to change. I'm just saying that as a person who's a part of a demographic and part of one group that's looked at negatively, the people in that group need to get people to not look at that group that way. And I think that's why white people or white cops look at us like pieces of shit is because they can always find examples that's pieces of shit. So it's like again, like the I, reason I, one I, of the reasons I, why I totally, I totally get what you're saying. The reason why I carry myself in a way when I talk to somebody who doesn't believe in the same religious beliefs that I have, I make sure I'm not condescending and argumentative and all those things because I don't want to give off that impression that when they run across somebody else that says that they're a Christian and they're gonna be like, oh, this motherfucker to tell me I'm going I, to hell about everything. I, I, I totally like, get that's, that. I totally get what you're saying. I totally get that's it. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, saying. like we said earlier, help, like, help know, me understand because I'm not quite. If we're, if, I, I if have a response, can, but I'm you, not quite if getting you it. You can say we don't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. If you're saying we shouldn't have to tell black people to pull up their pants and act right and do that thing, you you can't hold a, a, a demographic of Christians to the same to 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 a different thing that they have to like totally uh, as Christians as a whole has to do better to be recognized versus saying black people have to do better to be recognized or be respected or something like that. So like. Like you were saying, like it's it shouldn't you're be. You're saying Christians it shouldn't be on Christians a, is fucked up. They act fucked up, and he's saying. No, here's an example of one that doesn't act fucked up. So if you get white people, it, stereotypically or for the most part, say, well, black people are fucked up and they do this shit, and that's why it shouldn't matter if we shoot one. I feel like there needs to be more examples disproving that mentality i feel like that's what starts for them to not feel like we're lesser human beings that and that's what like i feel like to me sounds like what that still sounds like victim blaming to me like we, i'm we not saying so that they don't they don't feel like we're deserving to be in shot like, I'm not saying that they should, but what makes them feel that way is the thing like their prejudice is not what we do it's how they feel inherently. Right. But like, again, that's, so that's what, what not, makes them not feel like that? 
So you saying we should change how we act so they don't no, feel that way? No, I'm saying that. I, so for you, for example, I'm not gonna say you should change the way you act because you give a perfect example of a positive black male. I'm saying that there's too many of us that do not do that. That's what I'm saying, and I feel like that's an issue because if you if you have a stereotypical view of something or someone, you're always gonna latch on to the person that proves your belief so for example but it still sounds like so reverse it we feel like all white people slash cops feel like we're pieces of shit but i'm sure we all know some that don't think that right so i can't i can't with sound mind or logic say that all white cops are pieces of shit I can have a stereotypical view of it, but the more of them that I run across that disprove that belief, the less I'm going to feel that way about them. So if there's less cops killing black people or more positive actions by police being put into the forefront, then that's going to lessen our personal perspective of them. To a degree, I, I understand. On the what flip you're side, it's the same for us. If there's more of a positive view of us, that lessens them having the inclination that all of us are pieces of shit because they start to have less examples of it and less reason to believe it. Okay, so your point hinges on the idea that if niggas do better, then racist people are going to change their perception. And their perception doesn't hinge upon how we behave. Their perception hinges on how they were raised and just what they believe inherently. Right. Like, I don't but think that if, if, we, if we behave on... better... Well, uh, let, me, let, me, let me get to this point. I don't think that if we behave better or if we do better, that the, the white cops who are killing folks or whoever's racist are going to be like, oh, man, we was wrong the whole time. Like, I don't think they're... What, how they behave and how they act and their, how they feel hinges upon the whatever portion of the population is behaving fucked up. All that shit is, it, it just kind of like, uh, just feeds into what they already be already believe and how they were already raised. Right. So the us us changing our behavior isn't going to change how they already feel. The change needs to come in how they feel, not what we're doing. But again, like I'm not saying it hinges upon it. I'm saying it plays a big part in it. It does so play a they, big part. So, but that's not where we. I don't think that's where we need to start at. Like I, I feel like, 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 yes, that, yeah, you are 100 percent right that we need to. Everything you're saying, what we need to do, we need to do. But I don't think that I feel like if, if we did all that shit and we were everything like what Otis said about pulling pants up and what you're saying about behaving better and uh, you know and not making examples of 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 what they perceive and what feeds into their negative perception i feel like if we all if we all did that and we all still change that shit it's not like they're gonna snap and be like oh we were wrong about black people like because because it's their what they feel isn't based upon what we do what they feel is based upon how they were raised and how they what they already have ingrained in their brains what needs to change is how they're raised and how they raise the people that come after them like they're out here like you know raising their uh future generations on some basically on some bullshit so like it doesn't it doesn't start with us it starts with the fucked up mentality in the heads of the people that believe that shit 
I feel like we could do everything that you said and it wouldn't fucking matter because our actions and our behavior isn't what causes that shit. The cause is it's ingrained in them. That's what they grew up on. That's how they, what they believe. But I guess my point is where do they get what's ingrained in them? There's no like you can't there's no way that they could go and say niggas are criminals, they're loud, they're violent, they're this, that, and the other, and then go, see, look, and there's no example for them to feed off of. I feel like the reason, and I guess it's that we're saying the same thing, but just from, it's we're putting it in a different order. You're so right, I'm we saying are saying that, the same thing, I'm saying but that, we're looking at it from different angles. Right, I'm saying that the reason why that's ingrained in their mentality is because they have so many examples to have it in their mentality. And I guess for me, like you said, it's different angles. You're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that they need to change their mentality and it shouldn't matter how we act. I'm saying that the way we act is what causes their mentality. So that's why I said I don't, it's one of those things where I don't, Honestly, I don't know, like, if either one would work. I just, t- for me personally, I feel like, again, I, I it's the personal accountability thing. I can't go up to every police station or white family and say, okay, look. <laughs> look at my bow tie. Stop. <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. Stop killing people. But what I can do is say, okay, maybe... If they at least see something different, they might adjust a little bit. I guess. I guess my uh, I have proposed a solution is too. I think my my proposed solution is too slow going for the reaction and the result that you want or that it you're is. looking at. It you is. want something yeah. that's gonna be way more drastic and happen a lot faster. And, and I, I don't see. I can't picture or come up with something that's gonna make a result happen that quickly but that's true but i also feel like the change in our behavior is is not the impetus for all of this shit so like if we change our behavior nothing's really gonna change like it's gonna be like i i don't think that all this president prejudice and hatred is built upon our behavior it's not built upon it but i feel like that feeds it and I feel like you have to stop feeding something like that You're right. in order to start adjusting it. You're right, it does. But to me, like it to me, it still feels like victim blaming. In the same way, like when they talk about rape and shit. It's like, yes, you could say, like, if you have a rapist, you could say, hey, uh, if you wasn't dressed so sexy, then you wouldn't get raped. And and the opposite side of that argument is like, motherfuckers shouldn't fucking rape. And, and that's kind of how I feel about the same argument. It's like, yeah, you could stop. You could wear sweats and you could wear turtlenecks, but that's not gonna make rapists stop being rapists because that's just what they what they want to do, and they're gonna find they're gonna rape whether you got on a mini skirt or whether you got on sweats. And the key needs to be stopping motherfuckers whose ideas on like, hey, I I can I need this power position and I'm gonna take that pussy. Like that's that's what needs to stop, not how the people who not the people who are victims not changing how they behave and how they dress like 
they don't need to change what they need to do. The people who are doing the wrong shit are the ones who need to change what they do. And they're like, yes, and it's kind of a reach just because like dressing sexy isn't wrong per se, whereas we do a whole lot of shit that is wrong. But I think the the connection is that we do a lot of shit that yes, you could say like, hey, if we if we didn't do that shit, then maybe they wouldn't look upon us in the manner that they do. But the to me the core is that we need to fix the way that we're looked upon. Because I, I really believe that even if we did all that shit, if, if we if we dress like fucking... Who's that fucking guy? Uh, oh, man. The fucking classic man, dude. Uh, Jadania. Jadania, whatever the fuck his name is. If we look oh, like him, yeah. I don't think that would change shit. Like, I don't, I don't think it matters that all these... This multitude of guys who have been killed by the police... It was like, oh, uh, if they had been wearing a fucking uh, cardigan and a bow tie, they wouldn't have got shot. They'd have got fucking shot. Like, because the police didn't shoot them because they fucking looked like Gucci Mane. They shot them because they are just afraid of black people. And that's just how they are built to interact with people. And they're what needs to change is, I think, and, and this is my uh, proposition when we discuss this. A long, long time ago, about how we handled this situation, is I think that we need more white folks who actually are just like good people who believe in like you know all the all the you know the Christian stuff and 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 being good to one another and all the ideals that make you a good person. We need more people like that and people who are gonna pass that shit down, and then that the the further generations are gonna say, hey, you know, that's not the right way to act. I think that right now we have we live in a, a world where the generations right now are full of people who are just prejudiced as fuck. And I don't think there's I, I think there's no way of saving that. Like it's almost like uh uh what's the the uh the like the Noah's Ark story. Like the whole idea is that you know the Noah's Ark shit was to to wipe out all the fucked up shit and start over. And I kinda feel like that's kind of where we need to be at right now. Like we need to like wipe out all the fucked up shit and start over. Cause there's no saving these people. Like, it's not like we're going to convince people who are killing, killing black folks that they're wrong because they, they don't even know that they're wrong. Like, that's just like part of their subconscious. That's just how they feel. Like they just feel like, Hey, there's a black guy. He's threatening to me. So I got to shoot him. Like, and he could have been wearing, he could have been wearing Tim's. He could have been wearing fucking wingtip shoes. He could have been wearing a bow tie. It don't fucking matter because he's black. So he's they're going to feel threatened. I, I feel like we're irredeemable at this point. Like we kind of need to almost like cleanse ourselves of these fucked up mentality people and hope that and, and hope is a strong word because hope that don't, that don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. But we need to uh I guess find a way to make it so that the good white people who are, as far as I'm concerned, currently silent as fuck. Like, yes, there's a handful, but I mean, shit, like they have no, they're not even in comparison to the people who are fucked up, who are mad on, you know, online and shit and just out there. Like we, the good, the good white people to raise their future generations to not be prejudiced like that. We need to fix that shit. And like they're not gonna be out here. Hey, uh, I need to make sure that my kids are good, and them alone is gonna be good enough. 
Like, it's not going to be good enough because there's too many other people that's out there like that. And I, I don't have a pragmatic uh, solution to uh, <laughs> it's going to sound mad Hitlerish, but uh, <laughs> like a pragmatic solution to cleansing the world of fucked up racist people. But I think that's where. I feel like that's a lost cause. Like, there's not, we're not gonna find a way to get rid of these fucked up people or to change their mindset. I think that them people just gotta die off, and like, <laughs> we need to work on the people who are like kids now and hope that they are in a better position. And simultaneously, we need to do what you said and make it so that we don't give them ammo for these preconceived beliefs that their ancestors put on them. Agreed. So like I think it's a combination, but like I I don't want to sit here like hey if we if we uh you know dress better and behave better then we're not gonna give them ammo for being pieces of shit. Yeah, They're gonna be pieces of shit regardless. I think, I think developing as a people is totally separate, so totally separate conversation. And but I don't think it should I don't think it should be mentioned as a as a in a conversation of being being. What was the term we used earlier? The better Negro for the sake of dealing with <laughs> cops because better Negroes are killed every fucking day. Every but day. I, mean, that, I think that's a, that's a separate conversation. I think you know we all can can attest that you know our people need to do better in lots of fucking areas. But you know that's that's a totally separate conversation. If we're if we're not being like stand up Negroes and we're like doing random petty shit like running a red light or you know <clears throat> whatever the case still in a fucking pack of cigarettes from the from the store that's not a death sentence you know what i'm saying you know there you, you, there's certain you know if you go to jail you go to jail i rather i rather any of the folks you know air i would have rather air Gardner go to jail for whatever he's going to jail for than fucking killed and and fucking broad daylight or you know uh, and that's Mike another, Brown that's uh, another solid point like <clears throat> like you know no matter what we change none of these motherfuckers deserve to die yeah you know and so it's like you know if there's there's just punishment for certain shit you know in other countries you fucking still you know they cut your fucking hand off they don't kill you you know, even though cutting your hand off is pretty fucking drastic, but I mean, you might not still again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there, there are certain punishments for certain actions, and the the problem that we're having is that there's cops, no punishment for are, killing people cops, if you a cop. Exactly. Well, no, no, yeah, that's in addition. There's no punishment to cop, but the cops are being judge, fucking jury, and fucking God, and taking folks out when a a. Mike Brown could potentially been in jail for fucking stealing cigars or uh, any other person who was doing something that was as petty or whatever the fucking case, you know, and they died in the hands of, of the police. Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. You know, if we if we totally believe in the law, we want justice to prevail in all circumstances. If that person was supposed to fucking go to jail or be, you know, apprehended for whatever they supposed to apprehend for, it wasn't supposed to be for death. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, police po policing isn't. What's up? Something up? Uh, I thought it was raining. Oh, policing isn't. Policing right now is killing us and not whatever it's 
supposed to do. And we it's have working just like it's designed. Well, it's working like it's always designed to do. Even yeah. when even when smaller sections of our community had power, they bombed the whole fucking city. Look at Black Wall Street. They bombed the whole fucking area. And the thing is, that shit's not happening for other races of folks like that. White folks aren't aren't being killed in groves because of stoplights or selling CDs or selling other crazy shit, you know. And and that's the the the, the problem. And like I say, I mean, we've we've we're almost like at three hours now or some shit. Um, so it's deep. But I definitely I wanna I wanna end this so we can actually have somebody actually listen to this fucking podcast because it's a great podcast <laughs> <laughs> and I think we have a lot of good points and um, I hope that somebody can actually get through all two hours and I'm going to go 48 minutes. I hope somebody right sent there. in some suggestions on the stuff that we was talking about. So yeah, we I think I think one of the, the biggest things we want to get from our this episode is that we would love that for folks even if it take you a couple of weeks to get through it and, <laughs> and and for me i love a long podcast because i can listen to it i can come back to it and listen me to it too. for hours you know but i, I was you know i guess the biggest thing is that to just basically take in everything we've said um give us some feedback and just let us know what you think because i think i don't want the time of the podcast to get lost as far as the points we make i think we've had great discussion one of the better podcasts we've had in, in a while, especially with the tougher topics. I mean, we've talked about sports forever on certain top on podcasts or any other minute topic that wasn't, you know, life threatening and shit like that. So we definitely had some great topics. We even had like a good hour of Mike not saying nothing, which is rare. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, you know, but yeah, but all jokes aside, it was everything was I think everything was solid. From everything we've had, so we just want everybody, you know, hopefully, listen and you know, even if it take you a while, get through it, and uh, definitely have some feedback. So, um, I think on that note, you know, we want to uh, thank our guests, thank Steve and thank Jeff for for sticking out with us yep. and this long. So, um, real quick before we wrap up, let's everybody, um, well, not everybody, because y'all know how to contact me and Otis. Um, uh, Jeff and Steve want to give y'all um, contact information. Somebody want to hit y'all up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, a- whatever avenue, whatever no. avenue you feel. Like if somebody was like, "Hey, uh, Jeff's on that bullshit," I want to tell him how no, you fucked up. So if Jeff is <laughs> like, not, yeah, you know, no, if Jeff is not, if Je- I don't want to put you. You have any personal information? But I was going to suggest if you have any questions for, well, one further, if you have any questions for, him, I know Steve has a um, uh, Twitter account, but you could definitely. Mail, email us or message us so we can relate any messages that we possibly can. But if you have any other ways you want to share, that's fine too. But yeah, so we'll, we'll let them tell what they how they can be reached. I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's just my name, Jeffrey Email Edmondson. Um, that's pretty much the easiest place to reach me. Um, yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but I get my Twitter. It's uh, Uncle Rico eighteen. And um, yeah, hit me up if you got any questions, any comments. Um, most of my tweets are sports related, to be quite honest. I try not to talk too much about social issues Engaging on social media. Bullshit. Yeah, because I mean, that's I don't like talking about it. I'd rather actually do something about it versus just retweeting shit. So that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hit me up. If you got any questions? Love to talk about it. Um, I know we were talking about it earlier. My tweets are gonna be 
more related to me trying to get a scouting position in the NFL. That's what's up, dude. Start I'm going to start it. a little trend there. Where I'm going to tweet different GMs and teams and see if I can get something going that way. So you can follow that process as well. So that's coming up in this coming season. So appreciate y'all for having me on. For sure. Um, so if uh, I guess if you have any other uh, questions that's related to, you know, either anything Steve or Jeff said that. Don't you message them? You message us. Um, you can hear our our, our email at what up the podcast at gmail, uh, or our you could DM us our what up the podcast or at what up the podcast, our Twitter or our individuals. Mine is at blame Otis and his is at Michael's underscore Aaron. Two A's. Two A's. Do do people spell Aaron with one A though? I've never seen it with one A. No, it, some people spell it E R I N. Oh, that's usually, okay. usually for a girl, but you know, I figured, you know, store it out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, uh, thank you guys for sticking out, sticking this shit out with us. Great podcast, man. Great feedback, man. Uh, and uh, gonna kill me. I'm out late. <laughs> yeah. Me, Same here. Me too. Otherwise, nigga, you outside. <laughs> <Chill out>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward to this part of the podcast so she know where my ass is at. Right. <laughs> It is exactly 2.44 a.m. and Steve is still here. That gives, that so gives, Naomi, they, that's no, sorry. That's no, no wiggle room. They're straight home. No pass go. No pass. He's still here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody, thanks again for y'all, you guys coming out. And uh, hopefully we can do it again, maybe by via satellite or via something. So we'll figure satellite. it out. So. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace. peace. <laughs>